So pick me. Choose me. Love me. Hey everyone, welcome to Spilling TV the Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Morel. And um, this week we're talking about uh, a beloved fave, Grey's Anatomy. Yes, the first episode of the first season. Just perfect show. I have no critique of like seasons one through five. Super solid. Very much solid. It's such an era. Yes. It's amazing. Hard agree. Um, so before we get into the pilot, I wanna know when did you like find Grey's Anatomy? That's a great question. Um, I was probably in middle school. And yeah, I probably seventh or eighth grade and they would rerun episodes all the time. And I just I think by some twist of fate, one day started a marathon and it was like starting with season one and I watched like seven episodes that day and was like, I need to watch the rest of the show. This is like back when there was on demand. So I like went on demand and then like just watched all of the episodes leading up. And it was great. Uh, amazing. I definitely had more of like a complex intro into it. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, I guess my mom used to watch it, but it's a little questionable as to if she <laughs> did or not, <laughs> because I like distinctly remember. So the very first episode I saw was in season three when Meredith like drowned, and mm-hmm. I remember that very distinctly because the part that I saw was like her in the afterlife in between. Yes, like oh talking goodness. to like the dead dog. So like that yeah. is what I <laughs> distinctly. I'm like I don't know what this is change the channel whatever and then the next one i actually saw was the shooting episode because my mom was watching that and i like woke up and saw it yeah that was iconic yes but then it still wasn't until and i don't really remember like when i saw that shooting episode but then it was very much they would air the reruns on lifetime like Mm -hmm. every day sequentially And me and my mom started, like, recording them and, like, watching them then. And I got, like, Netflix in high school. It was my sophomore year that I, like, really deep dove into it and, like, watched just all of it up until – because season seven was airing at that time. So I caught up to season seven and then was, like, watching it live. And um, truly, no regrets. Uh, Had a great time. Have rewatched the show. (laughs) I've rewatched those first six seasons at least five times like at a minimum like it's a it like i'm saying at least because i kind of feel like it's eight but (laughs) that's a little humiliating no they're so good they're so i really want everyone to get into Grey's anatomy that it was (laughs) it was my personality (laughs) for so many years we would all be happier people happier I really think so because it's just so delightful to have such good TV in the world. Like, why would you not be so pumped about that every day? See, okay. So, like, yes, and I agree that I take delight in it, but like, also some people, like, you know, cry a lot. That's true. <laughs> and for all the positive things I'm saying, it is like a really annoying show. 
sometimes. Like, it has, like, a more mature Riverdale-esque feel surrounding, like, I do not think so many things could happen to a hospital or, like, a group of people and they would just be in it still. Definitely not. Like, definitely not all, not all those things happening in, like, the sequence and frequency in which they happen. Um, and, like, this still being a place that exists. Like, absolutely not. But I would not go. I would not go the Riverdale, the, the Riverdale deep. Because uh, that show really just, like, it throws in all these extra elements that are, like, kind of, like, almost supernatural. But then, like, not really because they don't want to go there. Um, That's really true. But yes, the dramatics are very much dramatic. Very true. But I'm I was here actually for thinking it. about the one where they all got sick. Like one of the cancer patients had been taking like an herb blend. And so when they like got a wound or something, like everyone caught this thing. Oh yes, the uh, the one. Oh my goodness, yes, because George was with Callie at this time, mm-hmm. and he was like, "It's not you that's making me sick. It's like this other thing." And he yeah, thought it was like psychosomatic. Oh yeah, and the Denny Duke had more. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, we were talking about the pilot of Grey's Anatomy, Hard Day's Night, written by Shonda Rhimes and directed by Peter Horton who directed seven episodes of the series, including, like, episode two. Nice. Um, forever. Oh, okay, so something interesting that I saw when I was, um, like, I was trying to pull who the director was or whatever, mm-hmm. ended up, and I was trying to get, like, the writing credits, and I knew it was Shonda Rhimes, but I just wanted to, you know, was there, I knew, I knew the answers, but yeah. then I clicked, Shonda Rhimes IMDb and then I saw this other show that is a uh, like a Colombian telenovela what? that is based like <laughs> they created it based off of Grey's Anatomy and it was called A Corazon Abierto or something like that um which I think when I tried to look at what it like actually like means because I don't speak Spanish um <laughs> it translates to just like open heart or something Oh, wow. And um, it ran for like I guess like two seasons. It had like a hundred something episodes, and I just thought that was fascinating. That is amazing. I okay because you said IMDb, so I was like I'm gonna pull out the IMDb for Grey's Anatomy. They won eighty awards, but they they're like Globes, so. they're, I'm like, but they are like, like so random, so random. Probably like a lot of People's Choice stuff too. Yeah. So, Derek Meredith off the bat. Butterflies. I love them. Do you? <laughs> I do. And then, honestly, it wasn't until much later that I was like, wait a minute, this man is cheating. He's just like whole ass cheating. But they just have great chemistry. Okay. Okay. So, if I erase. The knowledge that I have that happens like after the first season because we don't mm-hmm. find out until episode nine, um, then I can understand. I'm like I can if I go back and rewind it. I'm like okay, yes, it's very it's it's very cute. There's a lot of chemistry. I do still feel like a little weird about it because like he's her boss though. Yeah, that is true, and 
I think it works for the first episode only because they don't know. Yes. And so there's like a genuine attraction and like you wonder, okay, like how did they like start talking? That's really fun. But yeah, like he does lead with his attraction to her when they're talking, like later on with Katie's surgery. And he's like, yes, I did choose you because we had sex. Like, yeah, he's joking, but there is, like, a mentality. Like, also, don't say that. Yeah. Yeah, because you're at work. Yeah. In front of everyone. Yes. Just so bold. Yes, very much. Um, As, so we open, like, with that scene of them, we open with the monologue of Meredith. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I think, okay, so I wrote down, I don't know if I quoted it exactly. I think uh, the game a person either has what it takes to play or they don't. Oh, she was playing surgery is like a game. A person either has what it takes to play or they don't. And she said that her mother was one of the grades, but she's screwed. And that's like when the thing ends and we kind of see these like scenes of like close up surgery. Um, And then we get the Meredith and Derek and then after that scene, um, a song starts playing that I don't know the name of. But as soon as I heard it, I started to smile immediately because I was taken back. Because I, the music of Grey's Anatomy, especially in those earlier seasons, was like really special. It was, it was, it was very good. It, I don't know, it was, it, and it sounds like, oh, cliche, it was like the music was like a character, but like it kind of was. Like it was a very important part of the show. And the fact that every episode of Grey's Anatomy is named after a song is, like, also important. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, I just found this Tumblr that has all the monologues, like, up until season four, mm-hmm. episode 13, like, the opening and closing ones. But, yeah, the music, I, like, thought that, too. Especially towards the end when George is like watching that surgery go sideways mm-hmm. and the song is just like so on the nose but it didn't feel cheesy it felt really natural that that song would be in that moment yes yes, yes. I feel like it kind of makes you think of the CW I feel like they're ripping that style of like trying to make it make sense it felt like Vampire Diaries a little bit like the soundtrack of Vampire Diaries and how it's just so intentional it's like mm-hmm. almost cheesy very intentional but doesn't have that like cheesiness factor yeah uh, it's also not about vampires yeah. so, <laughs> i feel like that has something to do with it tv has gone so far off the rails <laughs> like what are we talking about in these shows honestly like who knows like wandavision is about nothing real no no it's it's literally about an alternate reality that she created out of grief yeah that is another thing about grace it's just like realistic yes it is you can imagine people doing this and living these lives and it's just really nice and grounded and i haven't really watched like a lot of shows recently that feel grounded in reality Mm-mm. so I thought I could go to a hospital and, like, meet Meredith. <laughs> um, which, 
so when because okay so after the morning scene they go to work and we find out that their first shift is 48 hours long Mm -hmm. no (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds it sounds unsafe it does not sound safe i don't want i don't want them like what are you trying to prove it just feels unethical like feels like malpractice just like all up been through there and like they don't even really get breaks because even when they sleep it's like yeah i could wake you up to do a thing i feel like the law has changed around that i feel like that's something that's happened recently where they're like okay you can't work these marathon shifts yeah and i feel like they addressed it like later in the show there was like something where they had to like log your hours and you're like you can't work more than blah 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 hours i don't remember what season but i remember it being a storyline yeah oh yeah it was but yeah so that 48 hours was really just like that is absolutely wild um absolutely wild yeah and then oh. um, hmm. i was gonna say that actually makes sense then why i knew that the law around that changed probably because it was probably that episode. Oh. <laughs> I, I learned so much about actual events. Yes. Through Grey's Anatomy. Like, they're mm-hmm. always on the nose. So educational. How how could one not like this? I don't, I know. don't know. It's always relevant. Like, I mean, not so much anymore. Like, I don't really want TV to be grounded in, like, COVID. It's ever. Yes. Because... I don't know, and I this is like kind of a tangent, but I felt this way with Euphoria, like the most recent episodes, or like the, the real like the especially. like the the in between ones, because it was like, why are they talking about capitalism this way? Like nothing in the universe of Euphoria implies there's been this level of open and like national conversation about what are brands doing. How are they profiting off of certain events and things like police brutality or a pandemic? So that conversation was like, okay, you're telling me in the time they went to the dance and Jules left and then she met up for pancakes, she had this whole information there ready to like understand this conversation with Ali. No. So like skip the COVID bit. It's like not it made sense but other than that i do love how they talk about current events that <laughs> <laughs> was like my ted talk sorry uh no it's fine i honestly i don't care um i didn't love the rue episode uh i very much enjoyed the jewels episode and obviously i have a theory because Hunter Shaker co-wrote that one, and uh, Sam Levison wrote the other one. Yeah, Sam Levison is not a person you want to be listening to about much. It's like, okay, this is a tangent. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think about it because I get, like, so upset <laughs> when I think about how if you just, like, invite a warmer person into the room, <laughs> this could be better. And I think about Tyler Perry. Mm. And how okay. he does everything himself unchecked 
And I'm like, you need checks and balances because why did you put Taraji in these color contacts and make this terrible movie and, like, upset me so? Yeah. I think, and especially with men and men in, like, the entertainment industry, don't ever, ever think anything you're saying 100% by yourself and producing 100% by yourself is going to be worth saying. There has to be other people there to bring you back to reality. Like, yeah, Tyler Perry has basically created this empire where he can just put out his worldview to a ton of impressionable people and they'll all start kind of thinking like Tyler Perry. And this man is setting us back. (laughs) Like, don't let him (laughs) tell our stories. He can't do it. He's not responsible. Like, shut up. <laughs> no one needs to hear from you anymore. Not like this. Um, so wild. Oh, now he's involved with, like, bad. royalty. Yeah, that was random. He's like, like, yeah, so I let him live here for a moment. <laughs> look at where this has gotten him. Talking to ex-monarchs. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, so, uh, that, yes. I just feel like Sam Levison... Uh, obviously, it's not Tyler Perry, and it's not on the level of Tyler Perry. No, not at all. But feels like he would just do the Tyler Perry of, um, I don't know, addiction. Because mm-hmm. that's just what he writes. Um, yeah. It's interesting thinking about, like, he's a rich kid. And thinking about why, like, rich, like, white teenagers will fall into addiction. And the reasons that people of color and marginalized people fall into addiction, it almost feels like his stories, he's like looking for a home for like maybe things he experienced that maybe he's like, I don't see how it's like that deep. It's like, why do you keep making black women addicts? In the same one. (laughs) In your, yeah, the same, yeah, the same one. Why are you making them addicts in your story? Why do they have to have these... Why do they have to be you? Yeah, it's like, I feel like he knows the suffering of Black women is just, like, infinitely more tragic than that of a white man. And so he's like, I'm going to just, like, put my story in you so I can get people to feel bad for me the way, like, I want them to. Yeah. Weirdo. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh... (laughs) Anyways, back to this. When we get to the hospital, um, Weber is like doing a monologue, and I take like note of that. So like Meredith has an intro monologue, Weber has kind of his monologue that sets the scene and sets, essentially sets up the narrative because he he does the letting you letting us know that they are surgical like interns, and he's like very cold in this scene. Which is, you know, I don't know. I want to say, like, a difference, but, like, sometimes he can still come off cold. Um, I think so, too. But he is, like, very warm. But, like, but that's because we get to know him. But, like, here he just kind of seems very cold and detached. Yeah. I was. I wrote at this point in the episode that show don't tell is so on point for... Grey's Anatomy because I feel like Weber does come off cold but it's also because we don't get like any context to any of these people really it's just like 
you're learning at the same time as everyone else yes what's going on and he is like that intimidating like boss yes he's like yeah i'm watching you we're all watching you (laughs) and you want this really bad but not everyone can get it it's like damn okay yeah like this is a show about like life but also like they're handling people's lives yes um and then we get uh george because and then we go like the locker room or whatever Mm -hmm. and we get george being his painfully awkward self um and like you can feel the discomfort uh he's (laughs) and then he's like obviously likes meredith so like set up barely and then he's like laughing whatever he's like you have the dress on he's like but i'm not gay and i'm like (laughs) he like had to say that and then that makes me think of like actual george tr knight who mm-hmm. is a gay man and how i like believe that he wanted george to be gay but no was it was not an option oh my god they were like oh no we have to make sure the audience knows just because he's a gay man acting george george is actually really straight <laughs> Like that's like that's really what it felt like when he said that. I <laughs> I thought about that, and I was like, wow, they just couldn't let George be gay. Um, and then it made me think about a current character on the show, Schmidt, who um is very much George that's allowed to be gay. Same person. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the show really recycles stories but they feel so different because the times are so different yeah so it just feels like they're writing like different evolutions of like the original crew every time they introduce like a new group of interns to come like have the little subplots which i kind of love it it's like just generations yes within the show and outside of the show yes really yeah. it's really something um also something i take note of uh them referring to bailey as the nazi i i love that too i was like <laughs> no I was like knowing what we know now in the world it was back then though <laughs> yeah and even back then i feel like back then they were probably like nazis are never gonna come back <laughs> <laughs> and now they're back and it's like Ooh. yikes She's actually uh, not a Nazi. She's just a career woman. Yeah, and I did laugh because Meredith was like, "I thought she'd be a Nazi, like an actual yeah. one." Yeah, um, Meredith was like the only one. That was like, words do have meaning, so <laughs> they probably literally mean a Nazi. Oh, I also wrote that like sucks that Burke's actor is a homophobe. <laughs> yeah, I saw his face and got like mad. <laughs> I know, cause like. Burke and George have a great relationship. So funny that. (laughs) Are they like getting, were they punishing TR for being like, can George be gay? They're like, not only is he straight, we're going to put you with a homophobe. Well, I don't think they knew at the time because they like got rid of him because he said some, I thought the homophobic comment was directed at TR. Oh my God. Actually, I didn't make it that up. must have like felt it though oh like he probably knew before everyone like okay like, oh my God. there's something going on with this guy probably i wonder wow. about those like onset dynamics 
Mm-hmm. Like, actually, they had, because they are really good actors. Yeah. But we know that, like, Katherine Heigl is horrible to work with. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> so I knew we would get here at some point. Um, <laughs> but no, okay. Yes, and it's like, she, her exit from the show was so, um, there was no closure because there was like animosity, I think, because she made the comments that she made about her nomination saying that she didn't think the writing warranted her to be nominated for this award. Yeah. And that being said, like, why are you doing that? Like, why would you say that? I mean, why no, why would you say that? You'd be like, yeah, fuck my job. I think it's bad. It's and like, then, okay. We see where her career went, though. Like, it went the way of rom-coms, and not all of them were even hits. Like, yeah, no, she got she super, was like super in some, in some bad ones. She was in some pretty bad rom-coms, and then, like, stuff went left there, too. Because there was, like, I don't know, there was some stuff going on with, like, Knocked Up or whatever. And something she said. But I think she was probably valid at that point and said that the environment was, like, sexist or something. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too. Looking back, knowing what we know now, it's like, were these women as terrible as everyone made them out to be? Right. So my only knowledge of Katherine Heigl and like being a person was the Grey's Anatomy comments about the writing I didn't know yeah. I, I just found out about this knocked up business um and in which case yeah I'll validate that and then <laughs> and it's like not funny but after knocked up she made <laughs> it's like like this is like not funny but after knocked up she made the ugly truth which is like it feels like a very like sexist rom-com and then yeah you kind of have to like pick a struggle and then somebody i don't know seth rogan or whatever commented on that fact and like again the work environment on knocked up probably was a very sexist work environment mm-hmm. um it is still however kind of funny that she did that next thing next and he was like but this is better yeah she was an employee yeah she has to uh, for the check but yeah, I don't know, her career went like strange and then she now recently she's on a had, show. Yeah, did you watch it? No, but it's it has the of uh, the blonde doctor from Scrubs, so there's yeah. like both universes Izzy's. And it's just like, BFF. But she's also kinda like, is she playing herself? I see yeah. trailers, like she's like the famous one, right? Yeah, she is the famous one. Um she has like a talk show. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. Um her name was Tully or it was Tallulah and then she shortened it to Tully because her name was Tallulah um but it was like I don't know I did not it was very dramatic like I didn't hate it mm-hmm. but I don't I wasn't like super invested I was kind of confused and then I was kind of like disappointed yeah I will say like is that even a show we need in the world probably no i think it's based off of a, i think it's based off of a book oh my god like how dry do you have to be to write a book like that <laughs> like that sounds like the worst kind of book it was like okay <laughs> <laughs> the book it like follows these friends through their different stages of life but there is so much trauma 
Jesus. Like there's so there's so much trauma in the layers of all of this. And I was like, it's kind of like a lot. And I was like, I don't know. Dang. Just know. I, yeah, you can tell a story without like absolutely destroying these like made up people. Like imagine making up it. a person and being like, I'm going to put you through <laughs> hell. Oh, so intense. <laughs> um. That's kind of like, honestly, Netflix does just drop shows that are trauma. It's like people are traumatized. Like, they'll just take the darkest source material and then put that like Netflix shine on it. <laughs> so it, like it looks really happy, but it's like this is terrible things are happening right now. So, oh man. <sighs> yeah, like that, their new show, The One. I watched the entire thing in a day. You watched the... Oh, okay. (laughs) No, because it was just like a ride. I was just like, I need to know what happened so badly. And I'm also so upset that I'm like watching the show. (laughs) It's actually ridiculous. Like, it's not good. The story makes so little sense. Okay. But they just like are so convincing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's going to take so long to talk about this show. <laughs> Especially <laughs> I haven't even gotten to Bailey's monologue, which was her five rules. Which Oh my god. Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. Bailey gives her monologue. It's her five rules, you know, the ones. I don't remember them other than my friends. I move, you move, just like that. Um, Oh, yeah, that, that being the last one. Yeah. If I'm sleeping, don't wake me unless the patient's dead. Yeah, or dying. So dramatic. Okay. Here are very dramatic. the Bailey five rules. Also very cold. Yeah, let me read this monologue because it's kind of iconic. So Miranda Bailey says, I have five rules. Memorize them. Rule number one, don't bother sucking up. I hate you. That's not going to change. Trauma protocol, phone list, pagers, nurses will page you. You will run, oh wait, you will answer every page at a run. A run. That's rule number two. Your first shift starts now and lasts 48 hours. Your interns, grunts, nobodies. Bottom of the surgical food chain. You run labs, write orders, work every second night until you drop and don't complain. On call rooms, attending talk then. Sleep when you can, where you can't. Which brings me to rule number three. If I'm sleeping, don't wake me unless your patient is dying. Rule four, the dying patient better not be dead when I get there. Not only will you have killed someone, you'll kill me for no reason. We clear? Meredith raises her hand. You said five rules. That's only four. It's like rule number five. When I move, you move. And she gets like a page before she says that. Yes. That's a mouthful. It is, but it is a very iconic thing. And I really did like how when the interns finally became residents that they like each were giving the same exact speech to their set of interns. I oh, thought that was very cute later. Such a great callback. Okay. So then we actually start getting into their shift where we get different hour markers as the episode progresses. So we start with hour one. Um, and I took note that we kind of start getting snippets of everyone's personality. Like, like I said earlier, we see that George is painfully awkward. 
uh, we kind of get like a taste of Izzy optimism when she's like saying maybe they call her the Nazi because of professional jealousy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the next one I have that we kind of get a dose of Christina like overachieving. <laughs> yeah. And then, ooh, and I took note and said <laughs> Meredith getting lost with a patient on day one feels relatable. Feels like something that would happen to me. Yeah, I did love her patience yes also yeah another thing about the show great patience yeah they're so memorable which is what they do they set their patients up to be people so that you feel for whatever their outcomes are yeah which is great yeah really really strong and yeah what a way to manufacture like people caring about the surgery part I love how much medicine is a part of the show yes yes I wanted to be a surgeon until I went to college and I went to one pre-med meeting (laughs) and then then I never went back and then I said I guess I'll major in math (laughs) oh my god yeah that was me I was like I'm gonna be a brain surgeon I was going to be I was going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. I was going to be Christina Yang. Yeah, no. I was out of my mind. I was like, I'm going to do surgery in people's brains. Knowing me now, I should not be anywhere near anyone's brain. I don't know. Sometimes I still think about it and I'm like, I I could have done it. I could have done it, you know? Yeah. And it's when, like oh, Go ahead. I like it was like a cop out. I was like, yeah, 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 science that's hard. I'll just do math. Like that's easy. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is a little different because I just chose the humanities, so that's a completely that's like no science. It's like the furthest removed from like hard science. But yeah, actually, when they introduced Ben, like way down the line as an anesthesiologist, though, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, so I could have gone to medical school. <laughs> I could have gone to medical school. This shit looks easy. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but they like get sued the most for like malpractice because people be waking up. I think <laughs> like fuck up. It's so messed up, yeah. But it's like I went through like several stages of like wanting to be a doctor. I used to want to be a doctor because my mom used to watch House, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a diagnostician. Yeah, even though like his job is literally a job that only exists because he's like so really like it's not a real thing no i'm not gonna hire you to like brainstorm (laughs) (laughs) yes please give me a whiteboard and a bunch of people yes to do the actual wait does house even do he doesn't operate i don't think so no he just he gives the vibe of someone that like can operate but only because he learned like on the side not through like any actual it's like could he um do open heart surgery yes yeah would you really want him to yeah Yeah, but yeah we can't i do like how you can see like now watching the show with like all the knowledge i have it's like oh it's so obvious they were going to pick the like types of surgery they did to mm-hmm. be like their specialty like their attitudes just like really really suit what they eventually end up doing like christina 
is intense enough to be like fucking around with people's hearts and like little veins and arteries and shit yes she also like she basically knew that like day one or maybe day two but yes yeah um did (laughs) did izzy have was she like on a specialty track before she left i don't know it makes sense though i was like you have no idea what's going on with yourself like your priorities are all fucked up especially with like the demi thing oh yeah oh yeah girl what are you doing this is that was wild a problem it was unprofessional (laughs) and then they gave her cancer yes it's like fuck you you get to be like dead the whole last season of your time here imagining you're very dead sort of kind of fiance because i guess he proposed on the hospital bed i don't yeah which brings in like a whole ethics question of even like consent like izzy you were in a like power of authority over this dying person and then you break the law to save their life like they're not going to feel some type of like indebted to you I feel like that would be a lot like how do you reject the person that like did that even if you didn't like really ask yeah I I don't know (laughs) it was a mess yeah they ran with Izzy I feel like she was just kind of there to take on stuff that they couldn't logically fit into like any other character mm-hmm. like this is kind of gonna be your thing <laughs> um, okay so then we go to uh we get an hour seven marker and the interns are having lunch and they're talking about meredith being a legacy mm-hmm. um and you know they chit chat or whatever and burke picks george to do the surgery yeah because he sucks (laughs) (laughs) i did write down though that i love george and burke's relationship like i said that earlier too i just Mm -hmm. their characters are so well suited for each other and i feel like they both learn a lot or like they really impact each other i like how the show lets like these characters deeply affect each other like it doesn't just like their behavior never reverts to episode one like this is who we wanted them to be it's like no they have these interactions that change who they are as people as the show goes on yes it's great but then george kills someone right um (laughs) george george kills him 007 um right alex gives george the nickname 007 Oh, and that was the note. So in that observation room, that is the first time we see Alex. Um, yeah. He is not actually one of Bailey's interns in this beginning. But that's also because Alex was not a character when they began this show. Um, really? Like, was it Justin Chambers? Like, was not hired to do this until, like, later. And I've never picked up on it, but I've seen it, like, somewhere that, like, you in this pilot – that he had to like film his scenes i don't know like weirdly or something they didn't even have time to like cover up his tattoos i'd never peep them but apparently they didn't because they kind of just threw him in there which is why he's in so few scenes in this like beginning part that makes total sense 
wow, because even what little they have really set them up. But yes, it did. It wow, set it up. didn't feel weird to like go into this story. No, um, and I really did not like Alex in the beginning. Yeah, neither did I. He, well, his character kind of like did some weird shit at the very end of his like storyline, but up until they really like ran him into the ground. Alex so was, good like, great character development. Such good development. Like, he went places. That's not something you can say for, like, many, many people on many shows. <laughs> very, very true. Because some, sometimes people just really just don't get developed. And it's like, okay, I'll say it, grown-ish. I just feel like Zoe's oh my, character was that. I was like, mm-hmm, Zoe Johnson. <laughs> It's like same shit, different day. It's been three years. How are you in the same problem every single day? He's had one issue this entire time. (laughs) It's like like not good. (laughs) It is not good at all. No. Yeah. I like that Grey's Anatomy is very much, like the world of the show is very much a show without relying too much on one character like Meredith is like kind of the main character like the POV but like if you took her out the show like could still do good yeah. like, it is like a fully developed world like it's not like okay Meredith has to be like this thing yeah I would say I mean I wouldn't say so like in the very beginning but definitely as we go along we get more development of the other characters so that it can like stand without her yeah um, but in the like the, these beginning, like this first season for sure, it's very Meredith centric. Um, really, yeah, which is her mom. Yeah, uh, which is why I like didn't like Meredith in the beginning. I generally generally don't enjoy the main characters of things. Yeah, she is. Yeah, when I first watched the show, honestly, up until actually this rewatch, for some reason, I was not sympathetic to Meredith at all i was like okay so like you're privileged your mom was a surgeon at this hospital and you're whining yeah and like sleeping with your boss cheating and yeah. then crying in the hallway yeah. they making, like cute. a lot of bad choices like yeah but then i don't know watching it this time i was thinking about how there is that moment between christina and meredith where christina it's kind of like, fuck you, low key, for like stealing the surgery. From oh, in this Meredith. episode. Yeah, in this episode. Okay. And Meredith is kind of like, she's like storms off. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, she's kind of trapped by a lot of people's opinions about her. Like, I don't think she's really had a chance as a person to like just be a person outside mm-hmm. of other more dominant forces in her life. And that kind of changed how I view her. And I think she's also really empathetic as a character. She just comes out in weird ways. So I think about like how she's like so preoccupied with like death and dying that she's able to figure out like, oh, this girl does rhythmic gymnastics because they're talking about like, what's her life gonna amount to? And like all this stuff, like anyone else would have been like, shit, well, she's gotta go. <laughs> And I think that that makes her, like, a really strong surgeon. Like, she seems to 
I think she's like made to be a surgeon. Which is yeah. like she's the main character though. So it's like how much of that is just like main characteritis or like just <laughs> Meredith being really talented. Yeah. Like I like understood um Christina being like upset because literally Meredith was like, I don't want this. Yeah. Um I mean they both were obviously first of all it is unrealistic <laughs> for you to expect someone to just like decline the surgery after her boss like gives it to her um yeah. a little unrealistic on christine's part granted i do understand where she's coming from obviously she wanted the surgery like it's your first day she is very much cutthroat very much go-getter so i understood where she's coming from but i also like didn't fault meredith for that um but then i also understand Meredith not really understand like Meredith definitely she deserved the surgery like what the thing yeah. that Derek said after he cracked the unnecessary joke mm-hmm. about this being your patient you being with her all day and you deserve to see this case through makes total sense yeah um, it was the right choice and like honestly it was never Meredith's surgery to like offer anyways like she should not have been like and you'll have it if we work together yeah. it'll definitely be you like that's the thing about Meredith, though. She does kind of walk around, like, with a little bit of an ego, mm-hmm. but then just, like, won't acknowledge it. But it's like, no, you know that you're Ellis Gray's child. Like, yes. we know you know it. There's, like, the way you carry yourself, like, implies that. But then she's kind of like, I'm just a girl, like anyone else. And then that's when she gets a little bit, like, annoying. <laughs> yes. Um... Meredith, I took a note. Meredith throws up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she gets stressed out because Katie's having a bad seizure and she's like, you know, trying to deal with it. And then Derek shows up and at this point wants to be a professional. Um, and then Bailey yeah, yells at her. Like, okay, Derek, like you're kind of the worst. Yeah. Yes. Don't come in like blah blah blah. It's like, dude, it's day one. It's been hours. It's been Chill. it's been hours, and then also when she told him earlier how she wanted this to be like make this prof- we literally just met dude this can be professional we can like keep pushing, but then he was still being like Derek and like charming and dreamy or whatever. Yeah, I was upset. <laughs> yeah, it's like are you trying to like teach her a lesson about like don't ever make me feel rejected ever again? It's like you're kind of a dick. And it's like, what lesson are you, like, what is the lesson? Because proving. if you hadn't slept with her and then hadn't just respected the fact that she said, let's make this a professional thing, then the yelling would have been fine. It would have still been mean, but she's an intern learning. So like when Bailey yelled, it was just, you know, I got in trouble with my boss. But when he does it, there's like this extra level because of this already complex history yes wow this is don't sleep with your boss guys i mean it was an accident the listener (laughs) yeah even if it's an accident that's fine just pretend they don't exist honestly they're gonna cause problems especially if they're a dude who has the biggest head because they're the best brain surgeon like of course Derek's like that and i like that katie's family humbled him yes loved <laughs> when they were like no we want someone who's like actually good at their job 
He was like, you're just I'm gonna, the best. You're just gonna stand here and say, you don't know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like dude, what He's the like, fuck? You're gonna like, no. Why would he know? Do you know? <laughs> Who do you know that knows? <laughs> Who's ever heard of this? Like, how like, is he supposed know. to know like, and then he's like this and he's like I don't know I don't know and I was like alright bro come up with it. you need to say something else yeah it's really wild how like some of the patients like the people around them it's like you showed up to the hospital yesterday oh my gosh, and you're yes. asking for a solution the next morning you're like okay I need to speak to like someone higher up it's like how many things do you think could possibly be wrong? <laughs> like, how are you just supposed to know? Yeah, I get it. But I mean, I don't know. I've never been in the, luckily, I've never been in the predicament where I need to, like, find the best doctor to, like, diagnose something. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, she wasn't, like, afflicted with this for, like, a long time. Yeah. So, never mind. Because, I mean, like, you know, some people are like, we've been to, like, six hospitals. We just want to know what's wrong. And you people aren't helping. Okay, I get those people. They really did just, like, get her here yesterday with zero pre preconditions or anything like that. Yeah, and you really have to wonder about those parents because the reason Meredith got there so late is because this girl was abusing her little ringer privileges for, like, like snacks or, like, television volume so like of course Meredith's gonna be like yeah this is not real yeah so just unfortunate um next thing I know to have George makes a promise that he cannot keep George (laughs) he has such an interesting arc I feel like Meredith's the main character but like the character that has the most going on is like George Okay, At so, least in this episode, like, too much was happening to this guy. <laughs> like, way too much happened to him. Because, honestly, he got the surgery, messed it up, then makes this promise to his family. And, obviously, we don't see, like, what happens. It happens in, like, later scenes. But when he makes this promise, that is when I made the connection to the Schmidt character in this later in these later seasons. Because I feel like he did the same thing. Like, I just feel like Schmidt made a promise at one point to some family that he couldn't keep. And that was like, this is the same character and whatever. Yeah, um, it's like you essentially killed two people in a way on your first day. Like, first yeah. people, like, told someone why they wouldn't die. So yeah, like, they oh, were alive to him. Never make a promise. Never make a promise. Yeah, and then Burke's comment about, like, only God being able to make promises, but also just like his God complex that shows itself as the show goes on was very interesting. Yes. It's like that's choice. That's a choice of language. That very much was a choice. Um Christina practices sutures on a banana and I was like, here we see Christina really just Christina Christina was Christina ing all over the place in this episode. Um, <laughs> she really was. I, just, I feel like they really did a good job of setting up these characters, uh, like, personalities and and things. Like, Christina practicing these sutures on the banana, being, like, surgery hungry, like, wanting, she wanted to have that intern surgery, like, she like, kept bringing it up. We see Izzy's optimism. Honestly, I don't even remember. Oh, she had to do a bunch of rectal exams, so. Yeah. She, I think Izzy was set on a path, like, 
She was not, she never had a chance. <laughs> she never <laughs> had a fucking chance. Her up in this first episode for like, a crappy plot line, just like sticking your finger up people's butts. Yeah, everyone is just like running around trying to crack this case, and she's like, I have to do rectals. <laughs> Like, <laughs> sorry girl <laughs> that sucks that's so funny oh. yeah. and but oh no, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say that it leads to I think a great moment for Meredith and Christina's friendship where they're just like talking and she's like you can't react to what I'm gonna tell you yes. and it's like I slept with Derek and then Christina just like moves on I think mm-hmm. it's set up like they really just don't have much judgment for each other I feel like as the show goes on they become like really safe spaces for each other yes. because they just like are they're kind of like the same but I yes, feel like Meredith's like yin and Christina's yang where it's like Meredith has like all this like natural ability and is like way more nurturing and softer but Christina is like very technically skilled and she like did the work and like Mm -hmm. they're in the same place but like for such different reasons and they complement each other so well i love them together yes very much love the twisted sisters only laugh because christina is yang oh my god yeah (laughs) i didn't even like think of that when i said uh yes no i very much do love their relationship their friendship i love how it grows i love like the you're my person and like what that meant and then what it evolved to mean in like the greater sense because originally she was her her person to call for like I don't know like the ride home after like an abortion and then that developed into something so much more um and it is really beautiful and I really do love their friendship because they really do just let they're allowed to be themselves yeah yeah, that's what I love. Like, Meredith, if it wasn't for just, like, the great friendships in the show, I think a lot of characters, if you view them strictly through the lens of, like, the other plot lines involving, like, romance mm-hmm. that they had, especially Meredith, she would be so unlikable. But you can see how it's like, well, she's just like that with Derek. Like, it's a very specific Derek thing. And when she's with Christina, like, it's not just, like, Derek, Derek, Derek. It's like, no, she's a whole person. And they talk about stuff, like actual real stuff that's about them. Yes. And I just, great writing. Yes, really important for like the platonic relationship. Excellent. Um, yes, and I did love their team up. Um, oh, we get an elevator scene. Mm-hmm. And it's not what elevator scenes grow to become <laughs> but yeah. I was laughing because she just kept like stopping the doors from shutting to like uh give the pieces of this update and I was like I feel like you could have cut to the chase a little bit quicker but the scene was meant to be a little funny yeah um, and then Derek and then like the door shuts and it's like dramatic Derek then steps off and is like all right let's go yeah like, um, you couldn't have stepped off like sooner right you couldn't have stepped off to have the conversation like what were you yeah, on your way like, to as do as soon as you started talking you should have been like okay i'm gonna let you guys go like save lives <laughs> and i'm gonna have a conversation out here like, <laughs> he's like sorry everyone has to listen like were you in a hurry because i can't imagine it because apparently 
Katie wasn't even up there. True. And like the world really revolves around Derek and you can see that. Like this is his hospital, his And he just got there. He literally got got everyone to focus on his thing. He's like, no, whatever you're doing, stop. I have a problem and you're going (laughs) to fix it. Like, okay. And like, (laughs) when he did this, did he just like stop working on it? Yeah, what was he doing this whole time? Right, it's like you sent these interns on here to to find the problem. So did you quit looking for the solution? It's probably like, I just have seen it too many times from a certain point of view, and I need fresh eyes. Like, okay, I mean, he got it, but yeah, people are just like, Derek, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, okay, so then he picks Meredith for surgery, and we, like, talked about this. Christina gets um, upset, obviously. Um... And then we actually see Burke's surgery, and I'm like, George is really in here sipping on apple juice <laughs> while a man is dying behind him. Yeah, and then he's just like, but I promise. He's like, <laughs> oh my god, get your juice and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and he was like bragging like he'd be in the room, but he wasn't. He was like, in- you were like outside. He was in the scrub room sipping on apple juice and like doing paperwork. Not even, he was not watching. Yeah. Then Burke comes out and he's like, oh, that was quick. That's because he's dead. Like, so you didn't even know what was happening. No. Like, even I knew, like, oh, that man's dying. No one in there (laughs) looks happy. He's like, oh, yay. And it's interesting too because he literally put himself in this position for no reason <laughs> like he did not have to say what he said he didn't he like double back to have this other I know. it's like if you just left you wouldn't have seen the surgery and you probably wouldn't even have been in the room when Burke was like yeah I'm sorry like this bad thing happened <laughs> <laughs> and now you have to say it <laughs> it's like not funny but it's like <laughs> no it kind of is like George really is like such a flop and I think if he wasn't as he says himself a straight white man he would be fired <laughs> like what are you doing also because George did surgery in the elevator yeah and that was like, wow, George. But then when Miranda's husband does the same shit, they're like, you're unstable. You need to get help. And it's like, what is the difference? <laughs> like, Double standard. He wasn't white yeah, man. True. And like they were trapped and like he was just like in the hall. Like, I'm going <laughs> to do this thing. <laughs> Which is like kind of unhinged. But still, like, it wasn't him. Yeah. They were trapped in there. And that man was they like were. dying. That was such. That was a, another great episode. Oh yeah. Especially because Karev is the one that choked. Yeah, and then he's walking around. Are you hard in the elevator guy? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and anything. then he. That was like a total switch for George. Like he just mm-hmm. walked different after that happened. He was like, yeah. I can do surgery. It was yeah, great, especially because he confidence. stands up to his family, his mean brothers, 
It's me and dad. Yeah. I do like the little talk they have at the end, Meredith and George, where they kind of get into their families mm-hmm. and like the different ways they feel like that immense pressure to like amount to something. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next note I have is Christina really was not pulling any punches when she was talking to Meredith and was yeah. like, I don't do surgeries because I slept with my boss and I didn't get into medical school because of my famous mother. And Meredith is like, I, you're not wrong. It's like, well, I'm going to go do the surgery. <laughs> go. Um, also, I laughed a little bit when she said I don't get surgeries because I slept with my boss. I said, is this foreshadowing? Yeah. True. Yeah, they like gave Christina like Meredith's plot lines, but like tragic. They were like, let's just take what Meredith has and just make it so much worse for Christina. Like, she could not win until she, like, won but had to move. Like, you couldn't even see her win. Like, no, she's, like, in Switzerland. Living a good life, though. Yeah, I hope she's... I do wonder, like, what does she do? Like, with her spare time. I almost was like, what is Derek doing? But he's, like, dead. Dead. What is Derek doing? Dead, you know. Derek died. That was such a horrible death. It was very horrible. I did see it coming. Um, he said that he was gonna be back, and that that was like, oh, he's never coming back. Yeah, that's true. Like you know, but still, like to do him like that, to kill him by something he would have figured out and caught, is like that is. Cold. That's that's something. Like that is just that not. Rude. <laughs> okay, the way people die on this show honestly is emotionally taxing. It's so it's always it's always so traumatic. Yeah, like it just can't ever be like quick. Like George is hit by a whole bus. George, George it's double. It's 007. That was horrible. Oh, goodness. Honestly, that was I'm honestly I was not that emotionally affected by it. Um, I didn't have strong feelings for George. Yeah. I think um, George, I didn't have feelings, strong feelings for George, but I did have strong feelings for everyone having to deal with, like, imagine finding out like that, that your friend is the one. Yeah, that was really... Really and something. he has to refer to the time he killed two people in tw- 48 hours. 007. Wow. He couldn't and do then... initials? <laughs> <laughs> He's like 007. Because <sighs> <laughs> like, I'm thinking it back and when she walks out of the room someone like draws on her hand and then she's like okay what did I say and then she's like oh, I don't know and they're like so how did you know that was 007 yeah like I did that like after they did that I closed my eyes and was like mm, I don't know if I would get it 
and it didn't even look like he did it actually like he was holding it was so limp like his hand did not look well Hey everyone, it's Tyler here interrupting this recording to say that we had some technical difficulties. Um, Laurel's Wi-Fi got disconnected in the middle of this, but uh, she did come back. But there will be another technical difficulty insert a little bit later into the podcast. Um, oh, okay, uh, so we get to the, to the point that you're talking about Meredith and George are out by the windows having a conversation. Um, and I know I said that it felt like it was shot kind of weird um like it was just like a series of cuts we didn't like really see them together it was just like Meredith George Meredith George and I don't know what it was but it just felt like a little weird to me yeah maybe they just like went back and did some reshoots or changed things around yeah but yeah I do like Meredith and George's relationship to each other i wish they hadn't ever hooked up yeah that was like very tragic like i don't know why that had to i wish george honestly had just like never hooked up with anyone ever (laughs) like yeah no i don't i don't like that okay so (laughs) (laughs) on 100 on topic but like off topic okay george and callie i hate it um yeah, I was just thinking about that too. I, I hate it. And one of my coworkers <laughs> Uh so one of my coworkers started watching Grey's Anatomy. Um not I guess it was like last year or sometime. Like last school year, because I remember talking about like at work and she's like, Do George and Callie like work it out? And I was like <laughs> Um <laughs> Oh, I was like, why? Because she was rooting for them, and I was like, "Oh, oh George is literally gonna get hit by a bus." And I was like, "This is quite literally the one of the worst relationships." I no, yeah, I hate almost as much as I hate Callie and Arizona. Okay, no, I don't agree with that one though. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't stand Arizona. Maybe that's it. I actually just can't stand Arizona. And I feel bad feeling this way, but I have such a visceral, like, negative feeling towards her. I don't even, like, when she lost her leg, even though, like, later in the show, it's, like, almost never, ever brought up. Like, she seems 100% fine. Yeah, it's, like, after about a season... It's kind of like we're past it. Yeah, like, no, she's a perfectly healed, and basically, it's like she has her leg. Don't worry about it. But I think even then, I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't like you. Why do you hate Arizona? <laughs> I don't know. I think she probably just reminds me of someone I know, and I don't know who it is. So I know it's definitely just me, like, putting a lot on to Arizona and then but I feel like during when they were fighting for custody I watched really sporadically for like a really long chunk of time I kind of started back up when Callie and Arizona were fighting about who gets the kid Mm -hmm. 
I think both of them were just like so insufferable at that point too that I was just like Ugh, I don't like this whole conflict right, but that was like five seasons after they <laughs> like existed together true it just all compounds like some of the characters I do just like not like like Owen oh yeah no Owen is don't like and then Teddy I'm like I just don't like you it's like you're not likable (laughs) (laughs) you're just not a likable person I liked Teddy at one point and it was the point when she was with that guy that she gave her insurance to Henry yeah that was nice actually you know what in context Arizona I just don't like her relationship dealings but as a person, I think she's good. Mm-hmm. I don't think she should just be in relationships, maybe. There's, like, a lot going on around them. There was a lot. Um, yeah. But I loved Callie and Arizona when they were, like, in their prime. Um, I hated Callie and George, though. Yeah, no, that, was, that, was, that was terrible, truly. And it's just, like, George, like, also always just looked so damp. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was just very, like, yeah, very damp quality to him. It's just, I don't know, I don't know what it was. Yeah, he's kind of like mildew, <laughs> a little bit, like, especially when it gets on your clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more of like just an aura mm-hmm. than really like anything actual. It's not like the end of the world, but it is super irritating. Yeah, that's kind of George. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Still, he he added to the show. Like, <laughs> I can never really sit there and be like, you could just take George out and it would be like the same show. It's like no, he was like kind of important, which makes him like better and worse. Yeah, in my eyes, like I don't know. He's just kind of like there. Yeah. Um. So we get. Uh, we get to Katie's actual surgery and we get the classic it's a well it starts with it's a beautiful night to save lives we'll see it as it's a beautiful day to save lives we get the classic Derek um, line slogan what do you yeah whatever, the catchphrase yes the cat the classic Derek catchphrase yeah he's Derek is too charming of a character like it really and he was kind of like my first crush though. I was like young and that was like the first person I was like, oh wow, like this is a character like I really kind of have a crush on. Mm-hmm. And I think though I always like can reminisce about those feelings whenever I watch the show and I'm like, it's so hard to dislike you even though you're kind of a dislikable person. Derek is a menace to society. He is. Like <laughs> men like him should not be allowed. <laughs> Derek oh, is a menace. They're dangerous. Um, like he, he was a menace, and he just had the audacity. And yeah, and I feel like he's the type of person that you just have to be so close to him to like get the full scope of how much of a threat he is. Mm-hmm. But by that point, like, you're also under the spell of, like, Derek. Totally it's like, you can't win. The McDreamy of it all. Like, even Addison, who, like, we all watch Private Practice. Yes. I hope 
and you should if you haven't but like addison is a successful woman yes like smart capable oh. and then derek is like comes into her life and mm-hmm. is a threat he is chaotic ruins it sings her a song on the beach about a cadaver and next thing you know she's in love and ruined yeah it's like this did not have to happen no this did not have to happen no that whole thing was a mess um it really was and it made me like dislike addison unfairly because my young mind was like okay but obviously meredith and derek are better for each other no but he has like commitments elsewhere so he should sort that shit out first i honestly loved addison's interest i thought it was truly iconic that the end of um season one season one episode nine such an iconic entrance for addison loved it love her watched private practice no regrets i love that you can't say that she's not like a beautiful or that she's bad at her job like (laughs) she really is a total badass Yes. I do like that about her character. It's never like, no, she's just dumb and like worse than Meredith. So like you can hate her. It's like, no, hate Derek. Yeah. Cause it's like, also it was not Meredith's fault. How was she supposed to know that he was married? Yeah. This is De- Derek's our problem. Yes. <laughs> Derek's and like Mark's <laughs> problems. And they named the hospital after Mark. Sloan. Yeah. Grace Love, that's like another thing. They're like way too involved, and this is like happens later on, but they're all way too involved. In oh, well, yeah, well, hospital. they like, yeah, because they like own it, like, they get so involved, but like, yeah, I don't think they own the it. hospital seems really awful. And then, honestly, as soon as the Avery family got involved mm-hmm. heavily, the show was just changed. That was like another time, yeah. The tone of the hospital was just very much like, this feels like dynasty. <laughs> like, this feels more like a family. Like, this is a family business. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. hospital. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, what is happening? There's so many, like, entanglements. It's, there it's are a... more hospitals. You yeah, but like, are there? literally work anywhere else. <laughs> and but they only they bring up, like, three. The other ones, like, always. And then, like, yeah. merging them. Did we go through a period of time that we had like hospitals shutting down and merging? I truly like a lot. I couldn't tell you. Like I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's like common for hospitals. Any know. doctors listening, please let us know. Do hospitals just close? I don't know. Okay, so obviously, like I don't know, but I was watching this other show called Nurses, and why would they title it that? that's what it's about nice um and there's like there's like a merger happening in that one but the other hospital's like not closing it's just like they're just like merging and i don't really know what that means i don't know i guess like sharing patients and resources but that makes sense yeah like a merger the way like mercy made it seem like the hospital culture there was so different it might have been but they really made it seem like we literally can't cope with being in a different place. <laughs> it's like how different could their like teaching be? I feel like all the standards should be the same. They should. Like you guys should like doctors quit. 
and go to different places all the time and they're not like freaking out yeah like wearing their own like special scrubs for a long time i do love the scrub colors actually meaning something though it's yeah. kind of nice like when they got their dark blues the first Such a time, moment. I was like, oh like they graduated they did it finally oh but then george failed well, George failed the intern exam. That was before the the dark blues. It was still in Yeah. Them. Oh, that's true. I was so embarrassed for him. <laughs> I really was. It was, like, pretty humiliating. I was like, dang, you're just, like, gonna show up and everyone else is, like, moving on. And you're still, like, friends. It was, like, pretty humiliating. That, like, that was, it was humiliating. Also, like, that, there was, like, a lot happening because that was the season two, like, finale, which was also Christina's wedding, which is also when Bert leaves her at the altar. Yeah, that's a moment that the show will continue to bring up until the end of time. Like, they flash back to it so much. I honestly liked it though like i liked it too i really did like the end where christina's like crying and like getting cut out of her wedding dress and she's just like i'm free and then like the song is playing it was such a good moment and i also never really saw it for christina and berg together that much anyway none of christina's love interests um deserved her they didn't and i feel like that is I feel, yeah, definitely, like, the writing of the show, like, how they chose to, like, have her storylines play out, but it also, like, just works so well for Christina's character, because I feel like she's a person that has a hard time being vulnerable mm-hmm. like that, and I feel like her relationships kind of show this sense of, at least, and maybe I'm, like, connecting dots between her character and me that aren't there, but I feel the same of just, like, Sometimes you like someone long enough that you're like, I'm already here. So, like, you kind of might as well keep going, like, to the logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. And, like, if it wasn't for Burke leaving, I think she would have married him and, like, stayed. Yeah, I just, I did, I, but I, I, even if they got married, I don't think that they would have um, lasted. They would have gotten divorced. And it's, it's, it's because every, well, she had, like, two major relationships, but both of those men wanted her to be a different person than she was. They want her to change aspects of herself. Burke was just like, yeah, I can just wait out you being stubborn, like, you'll change and you'll give in eventually. It was, like, essentially, those were, like, his vows, basically. Like, one day you'll grow and then you'll be exactly who I wanted you to be all along, so it's totally fine. One day she is grown. Like, so I didn't like that. Owen also wanted her to change. He wanted her to want children. I just feel like Christina was very open and upfront about her dreams, her aspirations, and like what she wanted out of life mm-hmm. from the beginning. Never once really faltering on that. Yeah. And it just felt unfair. Hey, it's um me again. We are back at the second part of the technical difficulties, which led us to record the rest of this podcast two days later. Um, I don't know if that's for the best or for the worst, but it's probably why this episode is so long. But uh, let's get right back into it. Okay, I distinctly remember saying it's a beautiful night to save lives. I know mm. I said that. <laughs> yes, I remember that too. Um... Oh, there. Was, okay, so I did not say this, but um, 
There is a monologue that we hear when Meredith, when when Katie's surgery is happening, and mm. Meredith is like, I can't think of any one reason why I want to be a surgeon, but I can think of a thousand reasons why I should quit. They make yeah. it hard on purpose. There are lives in our hands. There comes a moment when it's more than just a game. And then something, something, I love playing the field. And then I was like, that's a nice callback to the opening monologue about um, it's a game you either, have, you either have what it takes or you don't. Yeah. And I was like, I obviously didn't realize that when I wasn't taking notes on this. <laughs> but it was cool to see. Yeah, it was. The show is just really clever and consistent. And I love that. Like, it just, everything Meredith says is like, it's not like she's just saying it because she can see everything. It's like, no, she's talking about like her own stuff. And it happens to relate to like maybe some other characters' lives. Right. But she's still talking about like only Meredith, like not speaking for anyone else in the show. Yeah. yeah that I was do, a nice monologue. I do actually love, um, and like not just in this, but like in other shows and like when characters are giving like a speech or like a monologue, but it like obviously is going to resonate with a bunch of other people who mm-hmm. are going through something that is completely different, but yet somehow still related. I just really like that. Yeah, especially because they all kind of had flop days. Oh, yeah. They all, like, could have probably been like, yeah, fuck medicine. But for some reason, all of them were just like, I don't know, I'm in. Because George should have quit. George should (laughs) have. Honestly, George could still be alive if he'd quit medicine day one. (laughs) Day one. He should have quit. Oh, my gosh. This is like a George hate. (laughs) yeah it's like i don't hate george but it's really just like george i know i watched after we recorded the first half like obviously <laughs> kept watching the show and i was like he does look damp like <laughs> he never looks dry <laughs> never not once and it's then gross. Like, i noticed it like highlighted when callie cut his hair and like the hospital basement I was like, it just looks so damp. I don't understand. He did not and just they shower. Keep bringing up the fact that he is indeed straight. <laughs> like, really I kept watching. It's like, he doesn't have to talk about this all the time. Like, who cares? It happens multiple times. And then there was like another time where um, there was some older like patient that was this black man that Richard yes. Was. And then he's like, I'm not gay. And he's like, dude. <laughs> It's like, why y'all keep telling okay. like, I think he's just flirting with you because he's like, I might die just, tomorrow. You're for a good time. I, Izzy was very annoying in that episode. That's like a little unrelated, but I just watched it and I was like, no, I want this old man to have a liver. So <laughs> shut up about this dude who's not coming back, coming back. Like <laughs> 15 minutes, 20 minutes. What's the difference? <laughs> Also, okay, again... I should not be a doctor, though. (laughs) Yeah, it can be. Honestly, like, it it could be me, but it couldn't be me. Like, I could do something that's not surgery. Like... Yeah, I could be a nurse. Like, upon reflection, like, I could be a doctor, but I'm not about to operate. That's a little bit too stressful for me, I think. Yeah. But, like, you know, something else. I could do it. I could be an intern, like, before they get to do surgery. (laughs) I could, I could watch. Like, scrub in. I could go get the I'll blood from the blood stuff. bank. I could run. Yeah. I can't run. Actually, maybe I'd be in shape then. <laughs> yeah, the getting to like the helicopter 
They're like they're always running. I don't know they're if they're al- always running. I don't think I would do that. So no, so fast paced. Um okay, one thing that I do want to mention, um Izzy and George. I hated what they did to them when they made yeah. them be together. Yes, I actually forgot about that and then remembered <laughs> later in the day. I was like, there's a lot of choices that were made with George where it's like, you should have maybe just let him be a gay man. Yes, 100%. Because then you wouldn't have to do this, this <laughs> game, trying to prove never, it all the time. He never fit with anyone any of the options like meredith never liked him back she just didn't and like that's fine she doesn't have to him and callie just should have never happened uh nothing about that was really right yeah he was great friends with everyone with all of them and that's it yeah. Like, he was a good friend. Because he was a great friend. The actor, like, TR, probably just, like, fundamentally is like, I don't <laughs> want you. I can't even pretend. I can't you're make not this it. work. Like, I don't resonate with any part of this relationship <laughs> because it's not me. And he asked, too, which is the thing. is like, that could have been great representation mm-hmm. from someone who's like, I am gay and I'm willing to do this and I want to do this. Yeah. And he could have, like, had a great conversation about, like, how do we portray gay men? Yeah, it could have been a great, could have been great representation off the bat because then two, okay, actually not two, it took, like, five seasons. Well, four. Because Callie and Erica happened in, like, season four. It took four seasons then to get that. Is Schmidt, like, the first gay man? Gay man? I want to say yes um yeah and i guess that is nice because he didn't start off that way yeah he like slept with joe i feel like and that weird. was weird <laughs> very weird yeah, and they called him glasses yeah i just think they remember that but then like he had a journey so i guess that's nice but he would definitely like was there was definitely a trans man and i do not know what happened to him he disappeared how, like, that's so He's somewhere in the hospital. Like, he, I don't remember an exit. I remember he was, like, he was a veteran, too. Because I remember him having, like, scenes with, I don't know, Altman or Owen. People were probably, like, not happy with that. And then they were like, okay, he's going to go look for something. I don't know where this man went. Um, Yeah. He's never coming back. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because, too, like, Schmidt also had... I think it would have been great to like also just have George not have a journey. Just come in, be like, yeah, I figured all this stuff out earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm who I am and I'm comfortable in it. And like, let's just move on. Like a part of Schmidt's character was kind of like, oh no, am I, am I not? It's like, we don't have to relate uh, to yeah. gay men, like through their struggles of finding out, like, right. And they then might just be gay and our business like why they figured it out like they just are you can just enter the scene and it's fine and i mean like that's what they did with not a gay man with arizona's character like she was a lesbian and like we didn't have to watch her coming out journey um we saw callie like discover her bisexuality um and then but the get the gay men thing is weird because like schmidt the guy that he's with is like closeted to yeah. like his family or whatever yeah to his family not at work obviously they all know 
But like yeah, at home. Why does he? Yeah. Why does he have to? Why you can make tension? They could fight about like. I don't know, like fundamental beliefs they have. Yeah. About no. relationships. They don't have to fight about the fact that like, yeah, I like I didn't tell my family. He's in the closet. And I feel like again, we don't need that. Um, we saw Callie have her whole thing with her family where her mom basically never ever accepted her. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Because she wouldn't even hold that baby. That was really sad. Yeah, that's yeah, like we've that's been done enough. Like <laughs> especially for like a show I think it's not even about that it's about like a hospital yeah and the staff like you don't need to put this trauma out there like that yeah I will never forget Callie screaming down the hallway that you can't pray away the gay though I will never forget that yeah it's kind of it's kind of great you know a point for Callie actually Callie's entrance is pretty cool Callie's pretty cool woman I love Callie I don't lie the fact that she like there's so many times where she's like will like break people's bones or like the way they explain her job that's just so hardcore and she's like yeah this is like what I do and I'm good at it and it's scary like I would never be able to just like break someone's bones to fix them it was I just can't like, do that sorry confidence was like top tier except for like in the love department but like career-wise her confidence truly and even in the beginning she came in Pop George's arm back in the socket and then literally, like, call me, maybe him. She was like, hey, here's my number. Yeah, that's and, incredible. That's the thing, too. Like, why Grays will write these incredible characters that are, like, incredible female characters. And then why are they all, like, so bad at love? <laughs> like, how is your life on lock? And then these men come. And they fuck and you up. Just ruin you. Like she had such a George cheat on her, and then she honestly, first of all, George never deserved her, ever, ever. Like not ever, once. Ever. There was never a time where they were like of equal desirability. Yeah, I feel like Callie, if she were a real person, would have just dumped him. Like and been like, you're kind of a flop. <laughs> like bye. And then it was like the day. Or two after they got married that he cheated on her with Izzy. It was so quick. It was so soon after. Yeah, and why did they make him like George is No, he is like actually exactly the kind of man that would get with someone above his station and then like never act right again. <laughs> I was like, he's lucky. All these women, like you're you should not have pulled that off. No, never. You should not have never. pulled that off. Not when, like, there are Derek's and Mark's working there. in the hospital. In all, like, you so many other, like. Don't count. Like, you're not even here. You're the best friend. At best. Like. And then he messed that up because he, like, slept with Meredith. Then everything got weird. Then he slept with Izzy and every nothing was the same. Like. And they were roommates. It's like, why would you move in with two women you'd want to sleep with? don't do that like stay away your housemates what the worst choices and it's like and it's not even as though you guys met through craigslist and it was random like you knew them and you obviously knew you were attracted to them and then you're Especially like let me live Meredith, with you because that was Ew. evident day one and then he was it really was. overdoing it i want to move in why do you want to move in 
sorry, I don't know you. It's weird. And then I love that he like goes to look at babies with Meredith, and Meredith's like, "You're such a woman." He's like, "What? No." I was like, babies are cute, dude. And Meredith, that's not true. But also, George, relax. <laughs> like, it's fine. Oh, they just really, man. George was a character. Yeah, honestly. George was flawed. I guess he developed exactly how someone like George would, I think, end up given the circumstances of life. Like, a lot of great things happened to him. kind of by accident and he just really took it on as 100% him and his hard work (laughs) and that's not the case right because he failed the exam yeah and oh my god did you try Meredith was literally like catatonic and then like still took it and passed it was just you even Alex passed even Alex. like a miracle. <laughs> no one thought Alex was going to pass. And then you failed. I can't believe it. And also, like, Meredith hooked up with George when she was down bad. Like, it, so it wasn't bad. ever like, oh. I choose you. It's like, no, Derek is. Derek's with up. Addison. <laughs> so I guess He's I in will the get with you. in the woods. And, like, he didn't. George should feel more that. shame. As a, and then she cried. And it's like, dude, did you really think? You're her friend. You knew. You knew what was happening. Yeah, like, what do you think? She just, like, got over it and was like, no, George, actually, I would never see Derek again if I got you. <laughs> no. George, I'm sorry. It was a poor okay. choice on Meredith's part. And it was a poor choice on George to um, to just let that happen. And then it was yeah. a poor choice on Derek to comment on it after the fact. And Oh my god. Derek is not a good... The men on the show are not good guys. No. What? Compared to the women. Like, they... Because oh. the pain they have is, like, super self-inflicted, not as deep. Like, and somehow it's... They're given so much space to be the worst people when it's, like... Li- all the women in this show have struggled. Yes. And the only one as annoying as you about it maybe is Meredith. <laughs> like, Owen, what exactly is your problem? What? Like, yes, he's a vet. Okay. But a lot of people are. So is that other guy who I've never seen again, and he wasn't doing all that. Exactly. Like, you have never learned. And you've just been doing this. It's like all the time, even with um Amelia. Yes, Ugh, it's like I hate it. I hate it. That. Another capable woman. Okay, the okay. way they made her brain tumor—the reason <laughs> she was good at surgery—that's <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Let her be talented. Don't be like, oh, I was just sick the whole time. That's how I got so good at my job. That's why I was taking those big swings, man. <laughs> I was brave because I was literally dying. Um, but without it, I'm a timid, insecure, scared person. And whoever even suggested that, like, oh, maybe the reason you like got so far is because of this tumor, you're wrong for that. But I do like the brain tumors. Why she married Owen? 
I do like, I like that part of it. Because who in their right mind? Because Christina was not in her right mind when she married Owen. She was destroyed from the shooting. Yeah. yeah. So no one in their right mind actually marries Owen. That's that's it. That's, that's so the theory. true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wasn't Teddy with Owen at some point? Yeah. Recently. Yeah. I mean, they were, yeah, they were like about to get married, but they didn't. Stuck. Rock in a hard place. The two men <laughs> that they had are fighting over. No. No, sorry. That's not gonna work. <laughs> the culture at that hospital, they would definitely be under investigation. <laughs> so Grace <laughs> Lynn would be cancelled. Like there's no way you can work there and it's appropriate at all. No. They break the law all the time. So many things. Just for reasons, like for personal like reasons that it's like it doesn't really matter. Like Meredith has really done some like shysty things. And like you were right in the end, but this attitude is not how you're gonna build a workplace. Like when she went into that room and like saved the baby, sure you saved the baby's life. Cause you saw it turn blue. But like don't sit there and like lecture someone about how like sometimes we're not good at medicine. Your second day. <laughs> it's your second day like what are you talking about <laughs> you're new pipe down oh man i don't know Ugh, love this show it's just so there's good. like so much to talk about with these people because <laughs> they're so developed as characters like they're full people exactly like we can like truly pick them apart and be like yeah so i do hate them and for all of these reasons <laughs> exactly like their choices are just no, that's a great right. Like Shonda, wow. Shout out Shonda because you wrote a show. She really did. And it went off the rails, but I, I think it's a testament it. to her abilities that it's been able to like kind of sustain itself for so yeah. long after she hasn't been. Exactly. Like people actually love the characters because the writing is it's like not making much sense. It's like I still tune in, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm still going to... Tune in. However, I'm going to acknowledge that this is a very different show than those first seasons. Exactly. Okay. Um. Um. Okay, so Meredith looked at Derek with admiration and, I don't know, something else in her eyes when he was finishing up the surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, can't even keep speaking on this. I've been thinking a lot about Meredith and Derek. And no, you're kind of right. Like, it's kind of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, like, the video of Meredith, like, talking to Derek on the beach mm-hmm. from, like, recent. When I was like, are you going to convince her to, like, die? Yeah, like, die. Leave all of your kids. Yeah, but then he was, like, also lecturing her about their time. I was like, don't you sound like her dad. Like, you sound, like, what is this, like, grandpa vibe you have going on? Like, what is this? I didn't like it. I was like, Derek has always been this guy. Like, he's always been like that. Yeah, he's always, like, talked down. Always. Like, Meredith, the power dynamic was wrong from the start. Like, you... I don't know if you can be 100% sure that, like, if Derek was a guy the same level as you, you would have put up with any of... Because, like, you didn't like Karev. Yeah. Same energy. But he lacked all (laughs) of the charm and charisma. That's true. Karev was just, like, way less, like, 
practiced in his horror but that's because Derek is older like he's had the time to mess it up to hone it you know really yeah it's like a skill he's someone you flirt with at work he should have been her work husband but never her real husband yeah because they were kind I don't know if they should have children with the way it seems they're never there right like with their kids like they're always at work yes Zola spent so much time in the hospital as a child and the mess surrounding she stole her adoption she stole her and was just running yeah oh my gosh that kid is never coming back (laughs) like you really fundamentally screwed someone up (laughs) and you allow like horrible people into your house or just like poor influences as adults like what is she gonna learn from Mm-mm. Oh my goodness, poor child. But either way, Zola does not exist yet. Where did I? True. Um. So we finally get to hour forty-eight, and we get to one of, I don't know, one of the like best and like most, I would say important. Like we get to the point where Christina sits next to Meredith after. Wrote a lot about that. <laughs> And she's like, we don't have to do that thing where I say something and then you say something and then somebody cries and there's like a moment. And it's like, this is truly perfection. They're such good friends. I love it. Like, I wrote that they are two pretty best friends. And it's like immediate. (laughs) It is. They just are. That's what I don't understand about like their relationships to men because they're very secure in their like their own personalities and how they are because Christina's just like straight up I'm not doing this like maybe I was wrong maybe you were wrong but it doesn't matter like we're not doing the thing let's just move forward and Meredith is like on the same page and it's like they're very assured in themselves and they're like able to be that way with each other yes and then with dudes it's like pick me choose me like Meredith you're literally literally a pick me pick me literally pick me love me choose that's not romantic that's very sad that it took you're begging you're in begging stairwell. in the scrub room talking oh, about yeah i'm scrub sure room. i'm sure she's really great N- no it's like you don't have to make your case there is someone who will like you there's someone that does like you, you just don't like him back it's george that's true i mean i don't blame yeah. you but like you know there's options out there like that's just what that should show you yeah, I think they. It would have been a different story if Christina was into Derek as well, mm-hmm. which is like not the case, which is great. Because I'm just like Meredith does seem like that kind of girl, at least earlier on, where it was just like, oh, you're kind of like you think you're like pretty because like everyone's confirmed and validated that, but like it's. I feel like if she was my friend, she would expect people to like defer to her if she likes someone and it'd be kind of like okay that's Meredith's thing and she'd be like (laughs) weird if like they didn't like her back or be like why though and it's like because you might not be like the main character I mean she is she is literally I was like I don't know Meredith if I could be your friend but I'm glad you have Christina I definitely it couldn't it actually could not be me I also just don't have time I'm like I personally have struggled a little too much especially if I got to that place in medicine and like the shit I've experienced 
Like, I know you have your th- problems too, but here is not the place. Just Talk like, to Izzy. She can probably relate to you a little bit more. Because how many times can I tell you you're making bad choices, like, before it's a wrap? Yeah. They're, like, good at medicine and yes. bad at almost everything, everything else. else. Everything else. Which I guess makes sense. They probably spent so much time just focused on, like, school. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that was a monologue somewhere. <laughs> it was like, you spend so much of your life in school, and when you finish you're like i don't know 20 something i don't know i feel like that was a monologue in either this show or some other show i saw yeah but it makes sense yeah i can't expect much from them like what have they been focusing on since they're like 18 not questioning themselves probably just like gotta learn for my test (laughs) my exams (laughs) remember like meredith's like flop friend the sadie death and die She was, she's the most stressful character on the show. I was like, she's got to go. Sorry. I was like, how did you get here? How did you get a job? Because you obviously don't know what's going on. Oh, she was so chaotic. Oh my, it's like, she, if, it reminds me of when Kepner screwed up, but she was like really panicking about it. And they kind of had legitimate reason Cause she got like distracted, but I feel like if that had been her, she would have been like, I don't know, dude, what can you say? Shit happens. Let me stay. I, I'm just saying, I hate April Kepner. Really? I do. Like, she is a little, like I, there she's was, a little, yeah, she's a little annoying. There was one time I liked her and it was when she was yelling at her sisters when they were there for like, I don't know, some bridal thing. Other than that, I hate Kepner. She got fired twice. Why didn't either time stick? Neither one of them stuck. You're right. Because if I take April up to the point where she initially is gone, I never liked her. It's like (laughs) way after. Actually, it's because of Jackson. I was like, he treated you so poorly as a woman. I have to see you. (laughs) Because this is not right. But other than that, it's like. You are too old to be, to have these friends and still believe what you believe the same way because they've proven you wrong time and time again. And you are just like holding on to these beliefs. But it's like, some of it, it's like weird. Like believe in God all you want. But like some of the things she believes, it's like you're a little too conservative for it to be making much sense in this (laughs) world you're living in and the people you hang out with. Right. Like they would not be your friends. If you were actually about the shit you say you're about. These aren't people that you'd want to be friends with. Yeah. And also, her and Jackson, I'm actually really glad it never worked. Because I think it's easy to get swept up in like, oh, that's so romantic. They put aside their differences. But it's like some differences you can't put aside. You just got to keep some of them. Like, mm. yeah. No. Their relationship was so, it was just opposites attract. They were just caught up in, like, the idea of, like, oh, whatever. I'm going to change this person. It's like, no, you're not. I don't like her. Like, honestly, yeah, Derek's a menace, but low-key April got Derek shot. She popped up out of nowhere. He told her to stay where she was at. Then she came out there, started talking. Oh. No. I mean, okay, I have like twenty million sisters. <laughs> I raised 
things. Like, girl, like, I told you to stay put. Yeah. Then you came out here. You came out here to tell your story. It's not interesting. <laughs> she really, she got Derek shot. Yeah, Hence but forth, then she caused Meredith miscarriage. Everything is April's fault. <laughs> you could really make a case. I mean, the introduction of Kefner, a lot of very terrible things happened after she was introduced on the show. And I feel like that's reason enough. Like, they didn't have to crash. They didn't. <laughs> but you were on the show, who knows? Like, everything could have been different. And it's just like, and then you let that lady did. Now her son don't have a mom. Like, you really did that. Oh my gosh. That's so... That's so true. This and man, yeah. though, like, okay, you lost your wife. And this is the problem. Like, that shooter, I'm like, this is why white men are a problem. You could have gone to therapy. You could have unpacked a lot of things. You could realize that Derek probably bought you more time with her and hope. And that things do happen in surgery and that people do die. Yeah. And instead, you got so upset you killed people like now you're going to jail and you have no closure because Derek is alive yeah like so nothing worked out now you just killed two people or like you killed however many people you killed and now you're going to jail the two people at least two in the hospital because he killed Reed who I also didn't like no way and I feel like they knew that and that's why they got rid of her yeah she was annoying but then they killed the likable one like I know I was like oh my gosh you can't do that like that was sad. Like that was sad. There was a lot of unlikable characters. April. And I'm not saying anyone should. Die. Literally, <laughs> like, right there. That would have been an opportunity to like give her an honorable ending, and then people would like her maybe a little bit more. Or maybe you should just never have written April in the first. Like who sat down and came up with April Kepner? Like why would you? Why would you do that to us? And like, come up with that. It, I'm just, she got fired twice. Like, why the second time? Because she failed the boards. Because she was too hung up on the fact that she slept with Avery. Bro, oh, that, God, that's yeah. a sign. Take that L and keep it pushing and raise some pigs. Exactly. Like, medicine is not for you. No. And like, I don't think surgery is really a place you should like grow into. You should probably just be good at it because you, those are real people. Yeah. And you're just operating in there. Like, I. The idea of Seattle Grace being a learning hospital, all those students all over the place. Why would you like let that happen? I know like, you legally have to say like they're learning, but like I wouldn't be. Mm-mm. Next time I gotta go to the hospital, I'm calling y'all teach here or everybody already know what they're doing. Right? I'd be like, no interns. <laughs> no interns, please. But they all have to learn somewhere, I guess. I mean, that's true. I mean, I get that. And I mean, if I was like, you know, if it was some like chill, then yeah, okay. But if I'm like deathbed confessional, can we get the... Let's get like a professional. Can we get the the attendings, please? Like if you're going to pay like Derek Shepard prices, don't put George don't on give my me George. Do not. <laughs> Do not even I don't try. want him to read my chart. Like, no. If someone stumbles over a word reading my chart off the case like I can't do this my life is very serious to me 
I can't have you learning. Like, he literally killed someone day one. <laughs> I will never let that go. Like, it's a funny nickname and hard for you to be called 007, but remember why you got it. You killed someone. License to kill, like... You killed someone. And they really gave him, like, a hero's ending. They did. It's like, look how far he's come. But they, like... It's like that didn't have nothing to do with surgery. That was just... 100% preventable. But, like, also, wasn't he about to... He was about to go... Wait a minute... (laughs) Why did they kill him? He was leaving anyway. He was going to go join the army. <laughs> They're like, George can't come back. <laughs> and he's not going to be in the army. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, not only did he get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go join the U.S. military. And they had to, like, try and make it fine by, like, he's like, he saved someone's life. It's like... And <laughs> like he got hit by a fucking bus. I don't understand the mechanics of how he saved her life and ended up completely flattened. Like did he throw her like, away? Like what happened? Because I don't understand. Because I've seen like <laughs> like if he pulled her off the street, like he still wouldn't be hit by the bus. Because I've seen this post where it's like <laughs> I have enough time to push you <laughs> out the way, then you have enough time to move. <laughs> I know, like what? The, what was she doing? Just standing there, like, like George. Why would you do? No, I, they make it seem like he just like stood in front of her, in front of the bus. It was like this is the like, only way. It's <laughs> like I gotta stop it. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> And crying (laughs) every day I was at the hospital. (sighs) Yeah, it's also George is like when they were all checking for him, it's like, do you guys even check for each other that much? Like, why is George a person that you're like, has anyone talked to George? Like, is anyone looking for George? Is George like anyone's best friend here? Well, is he before they slept together? Yeah, but Izzy had, like, her, was, like, having a whole meltdown. Honestly, that friend group let her down because they could have, like, real friends would have stepped in. Real friends would have realized. Like, way sooner. Yeah, that's, like, I guess the problem with TV shows is that, like, to have these storylines, sometimes people do stuff that's, like, if you're that good of friends, like, they would never have let you go down this path. But it's, like, good for TV weren't that good of friends and I don't think we were ever supposed to believe that that's so true there's they were just roommates they were just roommates Meredith and Christina were friends George and Izzy were friends Alex was a menace he was but then Meredith and Alex but then Meredith and Alex did become friends did become friends but that's because everyone else moved yeah and they're like it's just us I guess like I guess we can get close and then but their friendship was really good. Yes, it was. Like it was up very to the, good. Up to the end, it was really beautiful. It's like, oh, y'all really like, are holding it down. Yeah, this might be like the best relationship. Since he was Christina. more loyal to her than his wife. Hundred percent, yes. Yes. <laughs> but Joe, okay. Also, the fact that Will Schuster is Joe's ex-husband. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't trust Matthew Morrison. No, neither do I. I just, there's nothing right about that man. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even want to be rude. It's just like, seriously, ask yourself questions about his behavior. No, because that post where it was, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is illegal. The one where it's him and Corey Monteith and he who shall not be named mark sailing yes there we go yeah <laughs> no but i think that's nothing is right about that like guys let's be paying attention if this man is weird all the time maybe he is weird angel, and i think days, angel i'm never i'm never i'm never gonna get over it yeah and he like really looked comfortable saying all of will schuster's lines like sometimes you could tell the actors were like this could be a little bit of a joke he was a hundred percent honestly selling this baby likes his soup like that's this is who that man is <laughs> like i will be judging why would you pick this character and why did they pick you what about you stood out so much for, like this man he's going to bring this character to life yes has to be like one of the worst high school teachers ever yes like, oh first gosh. episode, he planted drugs in a kid's locker. For Glee Club. <laughs> like, dude, he could have gone, like, he could have messed up his life. He could have messed up his, and he didn't even have to plant the drugs. He could have just, he could have, like, not bought anything and just kind of, like, lied. He, like, went out of his way to do illegal <laughs> shit to get a kid to join the Glee Club. Like, no. Please, Will. Enough. And, like, also, why was he in the locker room hearing him sing in the first place? That's a good point. I don't think they ever explained that. Because he doesn't coach a sport. He does. Yeah. I feel like the parking lot is not through the locker room. Nope. Yeah. Why were you in there, Will? I was like, I have a feeling about this fan kid, so I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can get him alone in the locker room while he's showering. showering. A minor. Like, he looks 30, but he was supposed to be a minor. <laughs> I think that's what makes it so confusing. They all look really old. Yes. But put actual 16-year-olds in that room. It's terrible. Nothing he's doing is okay. It would be a horror. It would be a horror show. Like I've seen real. Te- they look young, and he looks <laughs> old. Like he shouldn't be. The way he seduced Sue was like wrong. <laughs> you are wrong for that. He's wrong that for so harassment. many choices. So many choices that he made were the literal worst choices a person could make. Yeah, like your wife. She Why is not a good woman. But they deserved each other, honestly. They did. They did. And then Emma, like, you're preying on a woman that obviously is, like, barely hanging on by a thread to her life. And you're going to come mess up her relationships. You're like, no, 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 we should be together. Leave her alone. Like, leave her alone. Ken Tanaka was bad. That was a bad one. He was. But when she was with John Stamos... Right? Like, that was fine. Let that happen. Yeah, Ken was bad. 
But if that says anything, is that like there are men that prey on her because she's vulnerable. Yes. Nothing romantic about that. And he like got the way you get get him is the way you lose him, girl. Like he was cheating. <laughs> he was pretending he wasn't in a relationship because he was like annoyed. And he got lucky that his like wife lied or whatever. Because like yeah. if that baby had happened, they should have kind of like let the baby be real. <laughs> they really should have. It was the only way to make her look bad. It was like, oh well, she's lying about the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, because she's actually pregnant. He's a dick. Yeah, but I and guess... he thought she was. That's the thing. That is the thing. That oh my goodness, I just I don't even. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about Glee. Like, I really... Like, looking back, it's like, what kind of person are you? Is it Ryan Murphy? Yeah. What kind of what kind of person are you? Like, what's wrong with you? Obviously a lot. Like, if you, like, examine any, like, Glee, American Horror Story is wildly yeah. twisted. Um, I mean, the politician is, like, really weird. Those characters are, like... Yeah, and on, like, the Glee project... Oh, I did watch watched some like Glee projects. But I'm like, you're very strange. Like, you should not have power. You should not have power, and you literally saw Blake Jenner and didn't immediately pick up on the fact that he's a little bit the worst. He's unremarkable, <laughs> and you gave him a role in your show, like a big one. His vibe was never good. There were like better, more talented people, and you're like, ugh. I love a basic straight boy. <laughs> They're it's like, and they'll never love you back. Like, <laughs> move on. He really just gave like so many people like roles. Like, even if they didn't win, though, maybe like I'll give you a three episode arc. And okay, I don't actually remember if Rory. That's such a weird <laughs> name to say. If Rory like won or not, but like he was like. I don't think so. Yeah, but he was and that season also had Sugar Sugar Mata. The one who like couldn't actually sing and her dad was like rich. Oh yeah. I never was able to buy in to Sugar because she was on Hawthorne, that nurse show with Jada Pinkett Smith, and she was a nurse. And now you want me to believe she's a high schooler that isn't graduating. None of them are high schoolers. None of them looked like Kurt, maybe, for a little bit. For a little Actually, bit. at the very beginning, yeah. I would have believed you think they're seniors in high school. I'm like, okay, cool. But later on, it's just like, nah, these are not kids. Mm-mm. Like, Puck was never a child. Oh, nope. Mm-mm. Fully adult man. <laughs> nope. Like he was aging before my eyes every <laughs> episode. Like, stop lying. Stop lying. Santana. No. None of them really. Brittany. No. They were all like a little too old. Yeah. Also, like, Brittany. No, I'll, I just, this is not about Glee. There's, like, so much about Glee that I could just, like, speak on. Because 
I think we need to start judging showrunners and the people that are like high up in like what happens. We need to start judging them as people because this is what they're coming up with. Well, Ryan like, Murphy. These was are the totally worlds they want to like bring to life. Yeah. Like this is what they think is fun. Like the fact that like he could rationalize Rachel potentially getting someone like killed. Oh my god. <laughs> um, especially a person of color. Sending her to a crack house and saying it wasn't active. It's like that's not what's the joke? Why do you know this information and why do you do this? Why are you like that? I have to think that Rachel is a self insert. (laughs) I have to believe, knowing what I know about the set behavior, like she should have been fired. And I think that he and Leah Michelle are probably really tight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nothing right with that. But okay, I coming back to Grey's Anatomy. Yes. um... I was going to say that um, I guess my last few thoughts were. I love Meredith's house. That's like so. It's just great Seattle real estate. That house would be so expensive. I just know, like, to live in the city like that. But that's like, I'm kind of a tangent. <laughs> I also like they are like addicted to medicine. And they talk, but they're they're really obsessed with medicine, mm-hmm. which is it's interesting to see like how it comes out in different ways. Because it's like you guys have a very unhealthy relationship to your career. And like everything about it, but I think to do surgery, you kind of have to be like a little unhinged because that's a lot of power. And then I said, Meredith's mom is so tragic. Oh, so tragic. And she's especially, such a great actress. Like, especially like knowing like everything that we know, she's super mm-hmm. tragic. But yeah. I did have a note like about this. There we go. <laughs> something (laughs) um but yeah i did have a note about like the ending where we see like that her mom has like alzheimer's and is like at home Mm -hmm. and she's like telling her this so i believe that at this point the first time i watched this i thought that every episode would be meredith like telling her day to her mom and that that was gonna be like a theme yeah and then i was wrong nearly immediately yeah, I think it's interesting to always judge like pilots of shows versus the like the what happens when it gets picked up. Just because like everyone kind of changes between like the first and second episode, anyways. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I kind of wish it ha- it had been that. But it does work really well for just the first episode for it to be like if I'm selling it to a network to be like, yeah, this is like our show. Yeah, it's like it's pretty concise, pretty good. But yeah, they kind of. Her mom kind of just became like a nuisance. Yeah. As the show went on. And I was like, I kind of would have liked that idea that it's her telling her day or whatever, because I'm like, then the monologues make sense. Cause like we just have monologues, but there's like no real reason for the monologues. Yeah. That's they true. just exist. At one point I feel like she was reading diary entries of her mom's. And I kind of liked Whoa. that. That would have been sick. That would have been this- so cool. Yeah, but they dropped that. <laughs> that would be such a... I want to see, like, the first season of Grey's from, like, the perspective of, like, it's her mom's journal, and then, mm-hmm. like, her... And then it's applying, like, like, the thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah. 
That'd be so good. Yeah, her mom. I like that because we know so little about her mom. It's just nice to establish that, like Meredith does love her mother so much. Mm. And then like everything we learn about her, it's like why. <laughs> but it's just like it does explain like all her behaviors. Like she does love her mom and ultimately wants her mom to be like, yeah, you did it. And it's like a shame that her mom doesn't really remember her and she's finally gotten to that point where she's like i'm a doctor mm-hmm. and she'll her mom will always know her as like meredith the flop like not as good as me so and probably hate your dad wish your dad was richard and then she meets the kid who's like yeah this is i yes. think everything your mom actually wanted but like that whole thing is absolutely bonkers it is the time, like, none of this show none makes, of, like, very much sense. No. Because, okay, so what I just, <clears throat> when we were talking about this, like, the mom, the tragedy, and, like, all this other stuff. So I remember when Alex, like, saves Jane Doe slash Ava slash Rebecca Pope. Mm-hmm. And she thought, like. Oh, my God, I said Rebecca Pope. I was like, Olivia Pope is in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, crossover. <laughs> But no, yeah. <laughs> and she's all like, I don't know, depressed or whatever when she gets out the hospital and she like No, she'd slice yeah, oh yeah, no. She did slice and like bled out into the kitchen floor. Yeah, is that legal? That whole so dynamic. Like, so he like brought her yeah, I don't know. It doesn't is that feel even a right. lot that's like a violation. Definitely. Especially she had a family and they found her, but then she still didn't go home with them yeah no and then this happened but then like meredith is like scrubbing up the floor and she's like having like a mental like flashback of like having to do this with her mom and i was just like so many of these things just i don't know like linear like time wise i'm kind of confused like did this happen when she was pregnant with maggie or like not because i don't know timeline's a little wonky in the past that's very, very true. Also, Ellis, how, like, is it normal to work at a hospital for, like, 30 years? Maybe. Like, plus? Because like, weren't they there, weren't Ellis and Richard both there during the AIDS the crisis? Yeah. yeah. And they were also, like, somehow were, like, the only doctors who were, like, it's actually not just through the air. It's, like... Yeah. Transmitted, so we will be fine. It's like, why would the two of you be the ones? <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing about you two says we will be the ones. To un- like, knowing, um, like Ellis, like you're not nice, you're not no. kind, and you would never be that self aware to like realize this. No. But I guess everyone does love her, and actually, some people are great publicly and then like right and then but they didn't so ellis for sure didn't work there that whole time like after her residency she left and went somewhere else true yeah yeah. getting famous like boston or something she invented like appendix surgery I don't think she invented it. What's the Whipple? Or what's that like maneuver she did that was like a huge deal? But I was like, I feel like this is pretty basic medicine. (laughs) She, I don't know, perfected it and got, she got the Harper Avery, I guess. 
Yeah, I hate the whole concept of that award. I just don't like that family. And honestly, I refuse to believe... Because... No, he was like a, a white dude, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, socially speaking, this... You guys don't have would not have that kind of power. Like, no, you can't... Yeah, that makes sense. He could Catherine just set up an award. Did. Catherine can do medicine, though? Yeah, she... Yeah, I remember. <laughs> She's oh, yeah. uh, like a, I don't know, a urologist or something. I don't know. She deals with that stuff. Because, like, okay, there's a lot about your story that's, like, I understand the hustle. Like, you just would not have had access to these spaces. Like, there's... You would not have that kind of agency i do love shonda's like kind of fantasy world where like these black women have so much power bad things like do happen but it's very like it's not systemic it's like some people are just bad people and it's like no you can't do this because then you start to get into some conflicts where joe kind of like white woman's to the (laughs) he's that one doctor that she totally I was like, you should blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, Joe, shut up. Like, you have no idea what it's like to be a black woman doing medicine probably at this hospital in Seattle of all places. Like, <laughs> as someone living who has lived in the Seattle area my entire life, it's like, no, white people are kind of tripping. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. So that actually <laughs> does finish the pilot. We end with her um, talking to her mom. Yeah. Um, her I'm mom keeps sure touching her it. watch. And I'm like, what is that? What watch is that? I don't remember. But I guess we'll find out. Is that watch significant? I feel like no. Dang. She was like really fiddling with it. I was like, is this like supposed to be? Should I be paying attention? Yeah, I don't think it was significant. I think it was just like, um, like a like a tick. That's true. I think it's like WandaVision trauma where everyone's like, "Do you see? Do you see that really minor thing that happened? <laughs> this is a clue. <laughs> it's like, gonna matter." She's probably just doing it, um, which yeah. makes sense. I would do it too if I had like a watch on and got nervous. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. But yeah, that's the pilot. That is. Um, I definitely watched the pilot. Like, the first time, and was like, I want more of this immediately, and just continued. Like, was not a question of whether I would or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was immediately swept up. Yeah, Grayson, it's like you can't watch, like, the first episode and stop. Right. It's it's not meant to be that way. It's just... Yeah. Because there's, like, so many questions you want answered that you have to get to know them to, like, figure that out about them. Yes. It's not like they'll just like I, tell you at some point. It's like, no, no, no. You have to know these people. Like then that's you'll literally know. it's it, it's it's the characters. Like one I don't know, one one of the random episodes that I saw with my mom, I saw like Callie and Christina living together. And I was like, first off, who is she? Second, how do they live? I'm like, I have to I have to watch this to understand. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get yeah. this character dynamic. I gotta I gotta know. That's like People always say love is holding space for people. It's like Grey's Anatomy is a show you will hold space because they do a lot of bullshit. Like if these characters were unlikable, I would not watch this show. No. As soon as Addison showed up, I would have quit. But I'm like, this is mess. But because I love all the characters and like 
can hold space for them. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hear you out. Let's <laughs> see. Like, out. maybe there are good reasons why all this is happening. So It's, just, it's so good. Um, yeah. TV shows should be character-driven. Oh, yes. And not plot-driven. I feel like I talk a lot about, or I used to talk a lot about character development. Whenever, whenever I was like... Tell someone about a show or something. I'm like, yes, but the character development is like a one. Like it's just, yeah, it's just so good. And character development's not just like, oh, they're so different now than they were before. It's like it has to add up. Like, like okay, Riverdale for example. Betty's in the FBI now or whatever. But it's like that doesn't make sense for Betty. Like she has developed, but like everything has happened. Like she's never had agency. Like everything just happens in the town that makes it so she's gonna be like, I'm the FBI. And it's like because it helps the show move forward. Like, but they don't exist. Like the characters of Grey's Anatomy exist outside the show, and it feels like we drop in on like mm-hmm. their life at work. But if we weren't watching, they would still be doing this. It's like Riverdale. If we weren't watching, like, would this? Would you guys really just be doing this? <laughs> if there wasn't like a show to continue, right. I don't really believe that. So, yeah, great characters. I great show. I want um, to watch it. They should. So, I I, don't know, I guess I've mentioned, but who are your favorites? My faves. Um, honestly, this is such this is so painful for me <laughs> to admit. I really like Weber. That's not the painful part. I just really like <laughs> I like him. But I was gonna say I really like Burke as a character. Mm-hmm. especially when his hand starts like he has those like tremors the and tremor. I'm like damn mm-hmm. how will you come back from this you won't <laughs> so that was like I just love that like plot line and I really like Christina a lot and I want to apologize to Dr. Han for completely misunderstanding you and I think that if I did start my job <laughs> at Grace Lo- I would be the same I would be that much of a piece of shit too so Apologies. I do like you now. To, to yeah. Erica. <laughs> yeah. She just really came was like, I don't care. I Everything you guys are saying is just noise. Like, this is not what I pay, like, I get paid for. Like, it's actually ridiculous. Um, this is actually unethical. And I do, like, get that. Like, being, like, the outsider. I just, I don't, it was, like, something about her, though that was still unlikable because like I think the writers were even annoyed by the fact that they like came up with her <laughs> like because it's like nothing about her was sympathetic she like okay so I love Christina like Christina is like top top tier for me and her and Han share similar like characteristics like if you break them down but Christina is likable Han. I think we just know more about Christina. Maybe so. But I mean, we got to see Han have a, a really short journey of her like sexuality. But that didn't really make me any more sympathetic to her. And maybe they like... <sighs> yeah. Also the implication that like Han would not be like a straight woman. But like with her attitude being written like so... Rigid? Just like rigid and like unchangeable, and like a lot of the characteristics they write for male characters that they were just like, uh, and but you're Erica, and it's just like, why would you 
be this. I don't even know, like, what the point of that was. Like, this doesn't have to be the way we get to, like, like her. Like, we can like her for other reasons. Like, it don't make it be like, no, but she has pain. It's like, okay. They gave us basically zero reasons to actually like her. Yeah. And then they wrote her off. And it was like... I'm pretty okay, so I might have read this somewhere. I'm I'm like not making this up. I saw this somewhere. I do not know the validity of it and I don't know when I saw it. But it was like with like tests or like people responding to the show, they're like, We like Callie's um sexuality journey. We don't like Erica. We want someone else. And then uh, Erica went away. <laughs> and then we got a new blonde. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Christina, Christina is definitely top tier. Um, Christina was like my first favorite of like all the options that we had. Um, and then Callie immediately rose up. Um, so it was like Christina and Callie like were my top two, depending on my mood. Um, one of them would maybe you know overcome. And then I loved that they had like a friendship. I really loved that that developed, and then they were like roommates, and mm, that you know yeah. they. I really ended up like I liked that. Um, I do like Weber, but I wouldn't say that he's like my, my favorite or anything. Yeah, I think he's huh. just yeah. I don't like him for real reasons. It's just like who would I want to hang out with the most, probably, mm-hmm. or like hear talk to or hear from. I feel like Weber would say some like really nice, wise things mm-hmm. in a time of need. Like if I went to his office, he'd be like, "Yeah, come in. Let's let's yeah. talk. Let's chat." He he would. Um, he's kind of yeah, those are those are my top two. And then I like Amelia. Um. Because I watched Driver practice and like got to see her develop there, and then you know moved to Grey's Anatomy. Okay, I might have to like. I didn't get deep in private practice, even though I just like do like the show better. Like I like the characters better because they just seem to like, just be friends more or like just more professional maybe. Mm-hmm. Um... Is the feeling, but I didn't get like too far in. Like I watched the first season. Like kind of like it honestly it did get wild like yeah it, I watched the first episode I was like okay this is good definitely some wild applause in my practice but I really did like it and because of that I liked like because some people I feel like who didn't watch her practice but like watch her's anatomy when Amelia's character came in they were like unsympathetic to like who she was as a person yeah and I was gonna say I did like, not like Amelia yeah and like having been like an addict and like had the like extreme struggles that she had over there I was like growth i really do like this character yeah but i think also it's been a while since i've gone like watch rewatch the show but also gone that deep that i bet like if i was watching the show now for the first time i would feel like really differently about a lot of the characters and i do have just a lot of like nostalgia mm-hmm. tied in but honestly actually i've never liked meredith gray very much no she's <laughs> like all no. things considered like i her and joe are joe especially I'm like joe like what do you do like what is going like especially at this hospital everyone has trauma joe everyone has been completely ruined that's just the nature of this hospital like and ruined. you are refusing to move forward and not only that you bring everyone else down which is like a really unsympathetic take but 
Joe's not a real person, and I really <laughs> don't like her. Like in the context of the show, I'm like, you're just very annoying, and like, really shouldn't have your job. Like a workplace, you would have been fired. Like people are so nice to you here. They are you should be fired. And it's, like, fine. Like, that's, like, one thing that I like about the thing that I'm so interested in is television. I can hate whoever I want to. None of these people are real. Like, I can I can say whatever. Like, this, <laughs> they're not real. Yeah, they're I think just the nature they're, they're of fake. them not being real makes me care, like, a little bit less. Yeah, like, I care a little, I care less if I say something that is, like, an absolute hot take, like, that April sucks. Go. Like April sucks. <laughs> yeah, literally, Sire was like, she should have been killed in the episode <laughs> like, where the man just killed matter. people in cold blood. <laughs> Would I ever say to anyone in real life? Absolutely not. No. In the context of the no. show, it's like the writers do write these people on purpose, and they made these choices, and they still couldn't make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like you still could not make it justified for anyone to act this way a lot of the new people are like really straight lexi was super annoying oh i forget I was like, are you talented or do you just like have a photographic memory or whatever it was photographic memory um <laughs> you just remember shit and my I... were creep for being into her like that she was young she was young i literally didn't go to school she was obsessed with George in the beginning. Like, that was, I forgot, I went to, when I, we were talking about George, she was, like, obsessed with him, but he didn't like her back. So, it's like, you missed the one. Right? And George, you don't deserve to not like her back. <laughs> so, like, you can't do that. Didn't she go blonde at some point? Yeah. Uh, I love her blonde phase. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah. Like, when she came out, I was like, wow, you look different. And yeah, and then she went blonde, and then Mark hit on her because he didn't know it was her, and then it was awkward. Yeah. Also, wait. So she grew up with an alcoholic father. Mm-hmm. Karev grew up with like addict parents, I think, and didn't mm-hmm. Joe as well. Joe slept in a car. Kind of don't really like. She ended yeah. up in foster care, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It's very interesting. Well, I mean, very fitting that they're all white and they, like, made it out like that. But also, it's just, like, no, seriously, like, it's a little unrealistic to expect that they would have had, like, the time or emotional energy to do this and what they do. Like, the the rise and grind vibe of all these characters, like, okay, but you don't have to, you didn't have to do that. You could chill. Mm. Also, like, the implication that it's in ellis's blood and like meredith's family line to have doctors like why are all of your sisters who don't even have the same mom like not even the same upbringing like you guys weren't even raised the same no this show says a lot about like nature versus nurture and it's very much always nature but then the same thing happened with Derek. like all of his siblings were like doctors like at least two of them yeah it's like in the fam also it's like you're telling me you're all the best just these families it just feels like there's dynasties and like a consolidation of power in a way that is concerning like should all the Harper Avery doctors be in one place 
It no, seems like only you why, guys get picked. It's like that's you why and Christina Boston. had to leave because it was a conflict of interest when it was Christina's turn to win. But then when Meredith was the winner, it was just and what fine. did Meredith do? She, wasn't she 3D? Wasn't that when she was like 3D printing organs or something? Oh my god, that whole thing. Sometimes the <laughs> science they get into is like... There are some surgeries that I'm like, what the hell is going on the one that Derek was like drawing on the wall oh, yeah the tumor like, I'm gonna like from Isaac and it's like realistically like you sh- that should have flopped <laughs> like <laughs> realistically speaking like that should have been a flop you can't keep saving everyone's life and it was like he was doing it like illegally like they were like yeah, blocking at some point, operator. these doctors all have like god complexes but like I bet doctors do but like th- this group Mm-hmm. like they really walk around like i'm gonna do it anyways like, are you gonna stop me i already sliced them open so what are you gonna that's do how, that's how Derek ended up going off the deep end and um sulking in the freaking woods and hitting the engagement ring with a baseball bat oh my god yeah it's like get help dude just talk to someone <laughs> like he literally just quit because he killed too many people he did <laughs> and then was sad in the woods. And then why would you come out and convince him to come back? He obviously did kill too many people. But then all like because of like ideas that. he was having. It's like <laughs> I think this could like, dude, but keep it to yourself. Like you don't even know if it won't work. You can go like maybe this time. It's like, but it's never different. They die. They all die. <laughs> that was a dark time for Derek. That was a dark was- time for the show. I was like very was sad like watching those episodes. <laughs> He made everyone else feel bad and they got all stuck out in the woods. So this is everyone's problem. Sulking. Like they were all just like, hmm, we kill people. Yeah. Remember when Izzy did like surgery on a deer? Oh my god. He always had her doing stupid <laughs> shit like that. It's like you're not a vet. And this is the good time to tell this kid. First of all, why did you drive it all the way over here to a human <laughs> hospital? And maybe father, tell your child. Yeah, sometimes we can't fix the mistakes we make, and we did hit this deer, <laughs> and we have to live with that. Because, like, why is that now Izzy's problem to deal with? Like, I know. Why do you want Izzy? Like, have, have boundaries. Have some boundaries. Like, well, she people... didn't have anything else going on that day. How is that po- like? She was not getting any surgeries. Her interns were looking at her like, "You are the flop. It's you." Oh yeah, she's like, "I got to prove something to you. Like, <laughs> let's go operate on an animal outside." <laughs> what's the episode oh my god that those people on the that got hit with the pole through them and they're like one of you will die that was that was sad as fuck <laughs> i was like leave the pole in we can live like this. move them <laughs> let him stay here this is so sad it, did the, it was a black man and a white woman and a white woman yes and who lives <laughs> <laughs> they were so wrong for that Dude, sometimes the show's out of pocket. <laughs> Not even on purpose, but it's just like, you can't keep doing this. That was also, so sad. They really have to sign consent forms for every organ. Christina was like, we have to take his eyes, his skin, <laughs> eyelashes, toenails. <laughs> and she's like, this is, I don't know why you're freaking out. It's medicine. It's like, because you're literally taking this man apart and then you're going to give his body, like, what are you giving back? Bone? 
a skeleton? Like, At, yeah, they give you like you took everything. Some ashes. I guess not the muscle. But sometimes yeah. they use cadaver bones for stuff, so it really depends. Also, super weird. I was like, they are taking this man apart. Like they are, it's like scrap. Like you're just grabbing what you can. Like that's kind of. Oh, we can use these. Uh, morbid. It's so strange. I've never ever put down that I want to be an organ donor. I. I don't trust the institution of medicine. I, I was like, it. they're gonna see the little heart and be like, killer. <laughs> Take her out. Don't even try. What's her, Take what's her, her blood type? Oh yeah, we need that. No, I'm literally like, oh, positive. Like, get away <laughs> from me, my organs. <laughs> I want to live. I literally don't like, know my blood type, but I do know that I'm anemic. <laughs> I used to be anemic, but I was vegan at the time, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna eat some meat because it's kind of genetic. I don't have good iron. <laughs> <laughs> like, a chicken is not worth my life. <laughs> at the end of the day and I can't save the world me not eating meat is not gonna fix factory farming no it won't yeah I found out I was like slightly anemic but I'm like honestly I've been saying that since high school so <laughs> I already knew <laughs> I just got confirmation yeah I've been well, I found out a blood drive I was gonna donate blood and they're like yeah your levels are dangerously low and I was like oh and then in college, like a few years ago, they were like, if you don't fix this, you will have to get a blood transfusion and that could fuck up like the rest of your life, like medically speaking. Because when you get blood transfusions, like it just changes, you have a harder time like with certain operations. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to eat a steak. <laughs> just easier. And the iron, I took like 600 milligrams of iron and it like was fucking up my stomach. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, um, I also found out, like, so my friends used to, like, joke and say, oh, you're probably anemic because my hands and, like, feet were, like, ice cold. Um, and then I tried to deny blood, and they were like, yeah, this is too low. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And then I never did anything about it, and that was in college, like, years ago. And then I finally, like, went to a doctor, not because of that, just because I was like, oh, I haven't been to a doctor in years. I should probably figure out if I'm dying. Yep. So, found that yeah, out. It's, it's honestly to whoever's listening that's anemic, it's very worth it to figure it out. Um, your life will literally be better just because you have iron. I don't know how to explain like how tired it makes you, like how it will fuck everything up. A little bit of iron can go a long way. Sometimes you're not even sad; you're just really anemic. Like I have moments where I'm like, was I depressed or extremely anemic? So get that checked. Yeah. Take some iron. I have some extra. I could probably mail it. I don't know. Let me know. Send your address. I'll mail you an iron pill. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how we got there. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, we're talking about like a medical show, so. Yeah, I mean, That's it makes fine. sense. Like, there had there was a train of thought. There was. It makes sense. It didn't. It, there's a logical progression to everything that was said. Yes. And I stand by that. 100% yes. But I have to make some dinner. Okay. Um. So to uh, wrap up, are you watching anything interesting now? 
so I just finished that Netflix show, The One. I think I mentioned that, though. And Oh, I started Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's, like, kind of Black Mirror-y, but it's, like, a little cheesy. I think it's the guy who wrote, um, do, like, Android's Dream of Electric Sheep or whatever. Okay. It's interesting. Kind of weird. <laughs> Um, it's like pseudo deep. I'm like, uh, oh, it's not like as smart as I think you think this is. <laughs> but what can you say? And then I don't really know what else I'm gonna watch, but I'll probably find something. I don't know. What are you watching? Um, so I recently finished uh Tell Me Your Secrets on Amazon Prime. Uh it was a roller coaster. <laughs> I might have to watch that. Um, it was truly, it was truly a journey. Um, honestly, a wild ride. Um, and like that was like a thing that I like watched because it was like a season, ten episodes. I watched it, um, and then I'm just like finishing the Golden Girls and also Modern Family. Nice. Have you ever seen Parenthood? I loved that show. I I was way too young. <laughs> a lot of it went over my head. But I loved, like, wow, white family mess. I felt like a I part of the family. I love it. I love it. I was it. like, I love you, relate to you guys. And you're all pretty well off. Yeah. Which, like, watching it now, I'm just like, wait, you guys are, like, rich. Yeah. Like, look at like, how you're living. I love a big, like, family situation. I just... Parenthood was great. I loved it. Yeah. There was another show uh, called Brothers and Sisters that had like a big family dynamic. Mm. I like that show too. Yeah. I think that show is what made Gilmore Girls such a disappointment for me that I never got Parenthood? past like the beginning. So I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this woman is a full person, good mom, and now she's a child mm-hmm. in this yeah. show. But I might watch Gilmore Girls. For the sake of, like, watching something I know I will hate. I watched all of Gilmore Girls. In fact, I also listened to an uh, entire podcast about it, where they, the Gilmore guys, where they went through each episode of the show. I, I can't, maybe I'll watch it like that. Can't really tell you why I did that, but I did it. Um, <laughs> it's just it was, how it goes. Sometimes. It's just, like, I don't know. It's something... It's definitely, I didn't watch it when I was young enough for it to have any nostalgia factor for me at all. Because I watched this a few, I guess, I don't know, maybe five years ago. But it's so, there is something calming about it. And the fact that their problems are actually not really problems. And that they get essentially solved at the end of every episode. So there is something kind of nice about that, like, closure each time. That is true. I think my roommate started watching it during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Which is when I kind of started getting like sneak peeks, and it was like around like September, October, and I was like, no, with the way the world is, I can't sit here and listen <laughs> to this. Like your problems aren't real. I did yeah. watch a lot of takedown videos about Gilmore Girls. So I actually I have watched that like section they made later. The uh, the year in life, the year in the life. Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. And I had no context. So a lot of the moments <laughs> I was supposed to be like, ooh, I was just like, 
weird. I don't like this person either. <laughs> so, I don't know, Gilmore Girls, like, I just don't really, there's some people I don't trust, and like, it's one of my favorite shows. I'm like, uh, not even like a comfort thing. It's like, you just genuinely think this is like good TV yeah. and relationship goals for mother and daughter when it's like, Lorelai's a bad mom and had to be parented by her child. That is trauma. That yeah. will come back. And look at Rory. She can't even get a job. And she had every advantage. She at every literally advantage. she went to Yale. Yeah, she went to Yale. Rich grandparents. Like I guess you guys were struggling, but like everything was taken care of in the end every time. Every time. The way Lorelai was like, I want to do things on my own. It's like, but you have never done anything on your own. That's why they treat like a baby. Because you act like one. It's like... It is a really nice small town, though. I do love a small yeah, town. Like I do. Aww, I do. Everyone knows each other. Yeah, I love, like, the side characters. Like, that really aren't full people, but they just have, like, they're townies, and they're, like, they have their own things. I like it. Like, their yeah. own weird personalities. I like that. Gilmore Girls is a case for, like, why community is so important and why we should all strive. Like, your life could be that cute if you knew, like, your neighbors and, like, everyone around you <laughs> all the time. Like, you could live like that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty basic, but yes. All right. Um. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I'm like, so we just said what we were watching, so what's next? Oh, the part where you say where <laughs> where people can find you. You can find me on my Instagram, lolel underscore but French, or my TikTok, which is just lolel dash lacunji. Um, I'm gonna assume if you're here, you know that. I won't spell it out. No, I'll put it. It'll be in the notes. Yeah, so you can find me there. Uh, yeah, and you can find me at Spillin TV on both of those places, but really just TikTok because the Instagram is being, oh no. Yeah, Instagram's like bar- not going to be app in like six months, so <laughs> it's all TikTok now, which is also, that is a weird app as well. Mm-hmm. TikTok app, but yeah. that is where we are. That's where, that's where I'm at. Um... Yeah, so, I don't know, man, make some choices, watch some television, and hope that it's good. <laughs> yeah, and watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, 100%. Mandatory viewing, that's great TV. <laughs> Just, uh, peak. Peak. <laughs>